is Andrew Kid. Hi, everyone. This is Higgy, and you're listening to Slang and Hope 21.6, The Net. I'd like to invite everyone to come out to the Stephen Robert Bates Memorial and Overdose Awareness event June the 30th. The event is taking place at the Williams County Fairgrounds in Montpelier, Ohio, from noon to 8 p.m. We have some powerful and inspirational speakers as well as some phenomenal. Radio 21.6 The Net, as I look at the microphone, I don't know why I look at the microphone. Uh, because you look at the microphone. Stop looking at your tablet, we're on air, I know. getting ready to so, have this amazing show. Um, so, so, buttons on your So, shirt. so, so, hey kids, I love Raven. What up, hey Raven? kids. Where, the, where in the hell have you been, Raven? I know. It's like Elizabeth, Raven. Look, Jim's on. We haven't seen Jim for a while. Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Look at all these people. I don't see any. Get off my screen. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn, you damn kids. So, hey, guys. It's Lori another Monday. Yay. Wanting to do an intervention on someone who keeps going back, living with an enabling family. Wanting Ooh. to do an intervention... On someone who keeps going back out, living with an, an enabling. enabling family. That's rough. Okay, so my there's two pieces to that because of the enabling. I was struggling pretty hard. Then last night I stumbled onto some of my drug of choice, and it was hard. I I looked at it forever, then washed it down the sink. Stuff is really strange. tough right now. Um, I know that. Um, Daniel. Hey, what's Daniel. Up? I know that Kathy's already reached out to Sarah, so I don't know um, if they're already starting to direct message or not. Sarah, where are you at? Like, where do you live? City and state. Um, okay. Okay, so Alicia, Alicia, where are you at? City and state, please. Wanting to do an intervention on someone that keeps going back out. So I'm going to be pretty blunt and uh, straightforward about interventions. Uh, my personal opinion on it is I don't think they work. Well, and I'll, That's just my personal opinion. I'll, I'll say this. Redford, Oregon. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, no, and Alicia, uh, yes, definitely proud of Sarah that um, she was able to do that. Um, going back to, to you really quickly um, is this. The intervention is, is going to be rough because if it's if you're doing an intervention, hey, Courtney. especially because if you're using family members for the intervention and they have an enabling 
if, if the family members are enabling this person, the intervention's not going to work because they're not going to be able to stick to their, you know, to whatever that, um, wow, I'm having, it's definitely a Monday. Hold on. I don't know where you're going. I know, I know where I'm going. Texas. The, they will not be able to stick to whatever those boundaries are that they're going to set for that person. Um, for the intervention. So let me ask. So it's not. It's it's not. In one aspect, Shay is saying that he doesn't believe interventions work. For me, I, I, in his opinion, because um, again, we can only give suggestions here. We're we're not doctors. We don't have you know the MD behind our names. None of those things. Um, but for me, I look at it like this. I do believe that an, interventions can have their positives. But depending on who's sitting in on that intervention, if they have an enabling family and those enablers are there, their boundaries are not going yeah. to work. And that addict or alcoholic is going to know that. Chad, you're absolutely so, right. The family won't stick to the plan. Exactly. Boundaries. And that's what so, I'm saying. Um, I mean, we've really jumped jumped in here. Yeah. Baton Rouge in the house. We're just going to continue to jump in. I don't have a problem with no, that. No, that's fine. Really quickly. So, yeah, real quick, on, on this side note, is I'm the addict alcoholic. She is not. She is a normal, not a normal, but she's a normal. She doesn't have a, she's not in a 12-step program. Uh, hey, Pam from Wasco. Is it Pasco, Washington? Um, also, so, I want to quickly quickly say this, just so the, the format of the show tonight is going to be a little bit different. Normally, we would be bringing in the guest um, about 20 minutes into the show. You know, we give our little bit of what did we do over the weekend, all of that stuff, and then bring the guest in. So tonight's guest is Jeremy from Recover Nation Apparel. He is not going to be brought in until about eight o'clock or seven o'clock our time, eight o'clock their time. So we're going to have this first what? hour to kind of just talk about things and actually we've jumped right in which is good we'll have this hour to get through some stuff and if we need to even go further that's fine jeremy will be fine with it also so let's let's keep going here jason ray 161 days that's awesome brother um what it's i what follow i kind of follow say? you around man i see what you're doing you're doing what huh? sarah says my son's dad is in prison i'm going i'm doing this parenting thing alone and as much as i love my son he is a tough baby cries all the time, and it breaks my heart, pushes me to feel. It, oh, that's not what I wanted. I'm trying to. Hey, uh, Scott. It breaks my heart, pushes me to feel hopeless a lot. So. Hey, Terry. Um, please, you guys go what, ahead and share this out. I think tonight's going to be a good yeah, night everybody, for discussion. Everybody, like, share, follow, whatever you want to call it. Hit that share button, please. Pass it around. Pass us around like a. Grandmother believes my AD has to hit her bottom. Though she is willing to pay for treatment facility. Grandmother believes my AD. Attic, maybe? Has to hit her bottom. My hey, Terry. No, no, AD. Tell us what AD represents. What's the uh, acronym AD stand for? Had your first meeting with your sponsor? Awesome. Getting ready to start his steps. Yay. Uh, share this out, everybody. Thanks, Raven, for sharing. So, yeah, what is AD, first off? Because you have it capitalized, and I don't know what it's abbreviated for. Uh, and 
and though she is willing to pay for for a treatment facility. Okay, so real quick, anybody that's new on here, Sling and Hope Radio 21.6 The Net is not affiliated with any treatment center, nor do we work for any, nor do we talk about treatment centers on Sling and Hope Radio and 21.6 The Net. Um, Enjoy. Just hit the light, please. That's our, a little dark. Our personal opinion. Um, we do not accept uh, information on detox no, beds. Here. Where are you going? Oh, well, I unplugged this light. No, you didn't. You unplugged that light. Uh, no, I didn't. I unplugged the light. No, you didn't unplug this one. Hit the switch. Hit the light switch up there. You are good to go. Look at that. So that's what we're oh, about. Oh, addicted daughter. Oh, addicted okay. daughter. So I think the best... Here's my opinion on this. The best thing to do is if she's still actively using... Get her into do, into a detox, and then start the process on getting into a treatment center. What treatment center you go to is entirely up to you. What I will tell you though is, if you're looking at treatment centers, please, please investigate. investigate. Ask questions. If it's somewhere where you're at, go and do a walkthrough. Go see the facility. Um, just. Just because. Shared watching, uh, shared. Love watching you guys. Came after seeing Ember share you guys. Okay. Thank I you. live in a super healthy spot, no transportation. So I'm stuck all the time, all the time, unless I load up my kids and walk. I just have a lot of sadness and darkness happening. Uh, I will let you know how each step goes. Uh, so Sarah, um, are you, are you, I'm assuming you're in a 12-step program. Um, are there meetings around you if you are in a 12-step program and if you are attending meetings? Um, I know we're bouncing around here, but I have to say this. So I am so excited about Chad going through the steps as a non-addict with a sponsor, mm -hmm. the actual, um, the actual, a steps, not as a non-addict um, steps. The, I think this is going to be, once you complete the steps, Chad, I would love to have you back on and kind of have a full-blown discussion about it. Um, I think it would be a great show and I really applaud you for, you know, stepping into this role of a non-addict and grabbing onto a sponsor you know, and working through these steps as, as a non, and actually working through the true 12 steps as a non-addict. So I just wanted to put that out there too, because he's making some comments so, and some people may okay. not understand. the same one three times, needed detox first. Yeah, just get her in the detox. Um, that's the most important thing I, I feel is depending on what the uh, DOC is, Get them into detox, and then once they're in detox, you got about seven to ten days to start working on a treatment center. Um, you're not alone. Um, so, I mean, you know, Kathy is a one of the power women that Shay relies on, um, and I don't want to use the word relies on. Um, what would be the word more? Reaches, Re relies uh, on. Reaches out to when he needs, uh, you know, a, a woman's perspective from the world of recovery. 
and Kathy would be a really good resource for you. So if you really need that assistance, I think Kathy would be a great resource for you to have. So if you are willing to speak with her, uh, I would definitely, definitely take that phone call, text message, whatever it is, direct message through Facebook and really have an open and honest conversation with her. I think that she'd be able to you know, give you the information you probably need or at least point you in the right direction, um, you know, or an open ear, uh, you know, something. Yeah. So, you know what, Scott, let me ask you a question. It says we adopted our 15-year-old son three years ago from foster care. He had a pill and a pot addiction, but now he is clean and sober and living life one day at a time. Living free and loving God. Scott, are you in recovery? I think I asked you this a while back. Are you in recovery? Let's see here. All the, uh, so, 12, 12 steps should be offered to all as teens. Getting honest, open, and willing is the most valuable asset. Yes, it is. And I'm going to throw this out here real quick while Shay's waiting for Scott to answer this back. So, I work for, <laughs> I shouldn't say work. I, I mean, I do. I work for a recovery um, advocate. And I have been reaching out to schools so uh, we could hopefully get him into schools and speak about addiction and all of that good stuff, you know, alcoholism, the consequences. So I have reached out to one of the administrators of a pretty large district, a school district, and the response that I got back was, um, not, not follow me here, the response that I got back was that we teach in seventh grade health and in high school health the required the required curriculum for graduation and that Illinois you must be certified to teach about addiction thank you for inquiring and if we ever are looking for a speaker we'll keep you in mind mind blown right so this is what I think of, right? So you're telling me that real life experience trumps, or excuse me, no. that book experience, right? Trump's Opening up life. a book and a teacher sitting in, in front of a classroom trumps a real life experience, standing in front of them, letting them know the consequences of their actions if they do this. Well, that's just based on the school. Right? I know, but this is but they're the ones making the decisions whether right. or not to bring in a speaker, to bring in someone who has had an addiction problem, someone who has lived it, someone who can explain to them what is going on out there in the real world, not opening up a textbook, not going, oh, I was certified by this state so that I can explain to you what addiction is right. instead of say you going in front of these students and saying look this is this is how i screwed up my life and i've done it this is this is all that it takes to go down that path but here is the administrator from the school that make from this district that makes the decision right to whether or not to bring someone in to speak to the children to let them know what's going out there in the world stating oh sorry we we only care about the bare minimum for our students to be able to graduate and 
if they're not certified, they're not qualified to speak on the subject. Yeah. Really, seriously. Mind blown. So here's what I have to say. And not that I would ever What's want, up, Hawkeye? Not that I would ever want anybody to have to suffer the loss or the trauma that is caused by addiction, but until it's hit home, hit in their community, or hit by themselves, there's never action taken. No. I'm sorry. But so, we'll talk like what Jam was saying the other day when he made that post, but we'll talk about people burning Nike. Because of Colin Kaepernick kneels at a game, and he's not even a football player anymore. Uh, and we'll talk about what rapper has a beef with what other rapper, and we'll we'll throw it all over Facebook, and we'll throw it on the news, and all that shit. But yet, there's there's people dying on a regular every hey, eighteen minutes or whatever it is, or eighteen seconds. Uh, but so it just it just floors me that if I reach out and and I'll put this out there, I don't even care. I reached out to my kids' district, right? My the the district that my children go to, because at least that way I can put a personal touch on it and say, hey, my children go to the, this district, right? I, they go to the district that I'm reaching out to, and you know, and I was able to say. Hey, their father is a recovering, you know, uh, alcoholic and addict. And so we feel very strongly about this. And my, my children actually reach out to their friends to say, hey, this is wrong. And this is how we do things in our household. So this is why real life works. And for them to come back basically telling me, sorry, we only do the bare minimum, bare minimum to teach our children so that they can graduate, let's not give them real life experience and tell them what is actually happening outside in the real world and what can happen you know, if you try drugs, if you drink. Here's the consequences that may happen. You know, let's talk to the addict. Let's talk to the alcoholic. Let's show them, plus, you know, let, let's show them what it looks like. Not open up a, a health book and tell me that I must be certified by a specific state so that I can teach what addiction looks like. How about I lived it? What it looks like. I know what it looks like. I lived it. It was me. You know, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Sorry. That so was my little it, soapbox. It just depends on, like, I mean, so the school that I spoke at, it was, uh, and of course, we're not going to say the schools or anything, but well, it, was an intimate, it, was, it was an intimate. It was it was an intimate. It was an intimate setup. It wasn't in an auditorium with all the kids there. It wasn't you know it didn't have 150 kids at once. Um, I don't I. I kind of don't think that really works, but whatever. Um, there's a lot of people that do it that way, and that's perfectly fine if they're if they are down like that. Um, I did it two years in a row to a two years a, in a row at a school um, in the health class. So I was there for the whole the whole day of school, and I think we had one period that we didn't speak, and it was at it was in the health class. So it was a, it was a intimate setting because it was only like somewhere between twenty and twenty nine kids. And it was more one-on-one -on -one in, a, in a way. Um, I think being, you know, filling the school gymnasium with all the kids 
and someone standing there with a microphone in front of 150 people doesn't really well and because I you think, can't it, it's too much commotion i think well not necessarily the, here's the thing though i think how it's pre, uh, how it's uh presented and whether or not and to the rock hey um did you like that i was like in mid convert like yeah. mid sentence and i'm like hey anyways um i think here's the thing if you give the time to invest into students where you're actually engaging even if you're in a large auditorium and there's you know hundreds of kids if you're engaging them right you're picking out students, hey, and you're making them engage you versus allowing them to sit back and play on their phones, that's different. So it's all about the speaker that you have in front of you. And I do want, you know, there, uh, uh, Sarah and what is it, Alisa, Alicia, yeah. um, and I apologize if I just totally just screwed up your name. Um, hey, what's up, family? Watching iHeart now. There we go. Um, that's M2 from the Rock, iHeartRadio. From the Rock. What did I say? From the Rock? Here's I am like on, like just a, District 22 had a one time, a list of people that they made available to school. Yeah, no yeah. more. Um, but so who was it that said, oh, I just said it before. See, I am like off in Never Never Land here going from one subject to another. About uh, weed and alcohol being the norm. Now, I will say this, though, the couple times that I've sat on or in those auditoriums and listened to the person that I work for and give those the the little spiel. My head got sunburned today. Really? Mm -hmm. And we talked about, we talked about weed, we talked about alcohol, and we actually physically spoke with the kids, and the kids were very honest. You know, they opened up and talked. Um, and there were plenty of kids that felt like weed and alcohol was not okay. So I think that the norm is not the norm anymore. Um, I mean, and I'm sure people will agree to disagree with me, and that's fine. Um, but I really think that it's not as normal as we may think it is. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. So. Um, Maggie, what's up, girl? Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, let's see. But yes, it is sad that there are kids out there that are like, hey, it's just drinking or it's just smoking pot or whatever they want, you know. Um, but it's, it can lead, it can lead to other things and, um, it's, it's sad. They just don't understand what those consequences may be or what it can lead to. Right. Joe, my spiritual awakening began with one question, what is life? I, li I literally sat my life down and asked myself that and my brain just clicked and that that's when I started to find myself. Raven, yes. Or, yeah, glad to hear that kids think weed is not okay. Yes, Raven. Um, I have sat down and and heard, like, literally heard them talk about it. You know, we've, we've in some of them, broken off into smaller groups, which I think make it that, you know, more personable um, or more personal and feel that they can open up a little bit more. And they, they've talked about it and said that, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is not okay. This is, this is not what I want to do. And, and I'm not saying all the kids said it, 
but there were a good handful Wait, of them. What what's going on, Maggie? O D. What I don't or was it two days ago? What was two days ago? Hi y'all or was it two days ago? I don't did you Not Did you come in before? I didn't see anything from her before. What's on your mind, Maggie? I know, again, we are jumping all over the place, but this is good conversation, what we're having here. So, 21.6 and that, Slang and Hope Radio. We're just having an open, honest conversation here with the people that are on Slang and Hope Radio. Maggie, what's going on? Sarah, sorry that you have to go, um, you know... Just turn it up. Maybe we can sing a lullaby to the baby. My BFF died. And, and oh. Sarah, please... Uh, um, when, Maggie? Sarah, please... Kathy, Kathy is, is more than... And really, you said, I don't know what I was hoping yeah. for watching this. Is Here's what, what you're, you probably can get out of this. Um, there is hope. First off, what's up, Amy? Second is, you may have made a contact with Kathy, and that contact could put you in the right direction. So don't feel, don't feel like the end is right now, and that's what I'll say. So I mean, if you if you have to go, you have to go. Um, but Kathy did state when she's done driving, she will reach out to you. And Kathy is one of the power women in recovery. She knows a lot. And she has, what, eight years of sobriety? Continuous sobriety? Is it eight or yeah. seven? Eight. eight years. So please, please, um, just... Maggie, reach out, reach out to one of the girls on here. Either Raven or... Uh... Kathy, I, I, we constantly throw people Kathy's way. Um, well, because I think she's able to at least point them in the right are, direction. Are you doing okay, Maggie? Um, I think first and foremost, we need to make sure that yeah. well, Maggie we is to, okay. Yes. But we definitely need to... Um, Thank you guys, I appreciate it. Sarah, just leave it on in the background. Yeah. That's fine. At least you can still hear us. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, Maggie, you know, deepest condolences. Um, the, this disease is just, it's, it's just crazy. I just, you know, words just don't express just can't express and it's just it's daily it's just daily and um yeah, definitely sorry for your loss there's there's um there's no words that make it any better so what we have to remember is as an addict and an alcoholic what i have to remember is and and maggie please don't take this the wrong way in any way shape or form but it's just the god's honest truth like i it's so I've been in recovery now for six years, six plus, uh, yeah, six years and some months, uh, continuous um, sobriety. And what I've learned is uh, when I've had someone close to me pass away from uh, an overdose, um, 
I became very uh, uh, pissed off about it because I thought it was something that I wasn't doing strong enough, I guess is a way to say it. Um, so a little backstory is I had a sponsee, my very first sponsee, excuse me, um, was working with them and uh, was working on steps and, and got through pretty much most of the steps. I think we, I think, I want to say we got through all of the steps. I'm not 100% positive, but I believe we did. Um, and then, and then I found out that he OD'd and died. Um, so my, my, the way that my brain works is, is I, I broke down and, and kind of shut down over it and got pretty upset, kind of beat myself up over it a little bit. Um, vowed to not sponsor anybody again because of that simple fact of, I didn't want to get close to anybody in that way. Hey, Cindy, um, I hope you're doing well. So I, I let that beat me up. You know, I beat myself up over that and it took me a long time to sponsor another person. I think it took me about a year or two years um, to get back into sponsoring. But I continued to talk and, and kind of, I don't want to use the word mentor, but I talked to other alcoholics and addicts and mentored a couple of guys. Um, and I started sponsoring again. And what I, what came down to it is, is it, death is going to happen in, in, in addiction. It's just plain and simple. And I can't beat myself up over it. I have lost numerous people in the six years that uh, I've been doing this. And um, it still hits home. It still gets to me. But I, I just, I look at it as this, that that person's not suffering anymore. Um, that person um, doesn't have to, to deal with this bullshit anymore. Uh, that person, you know, that person's family, although that they're hurting, now knows, now can be, can be, um, kind of, can, can, can kind of take that deep breath and, and exhale and say, okay, it's done, you know, and, and, uh, you know, now they don't have to continue to worry and on that aspect. And that's just something that, like, I kind of, what the hell, um, kind of put into myself like yeah it sucks that we we constantly lose people or people that we get close to it constant you know it sucks but um the only thing that i can do is give suggestions and the only thing that i can do is say hey look if this um if you do this thing right work in in and or be in recovery and, and work the steps and and have a sponsor and go to meetings and all that kind of stuff, things will get better. Um, Sarah, we are on know. until um, nine tonight. Yeah. Jonathan, um, my people. You know, so that's like that's like the the deal for me. Um, I've been I've been dealing with a cat for about a year and a half now. You know calling me up wanting to talk about every I don't know like six months he calls me and says that he's just real bad and he needs some help and this that and another thing and I'll talk to him for about a month and then he disappears 
And uh, and then, uh, you know, he called me up a little while ago, a few months ago, and says he just can't do it anymore. He's been in and out of the hospital. He's OD'd a few times. And, you know, he got into detox uh, close to where he lives, a few hours from where he lives. And then he, uh, he got into treatment. And I picked him up from treatment and spent the like most of the day with them after treatment got him got him to a sober living house and you know and and I talked to him about you know just this is going to be life now right this is working working a program and going to meetings and finding a sponsor and all that kind of stuff that's life I mean I do it on a regular and uh you know so sponsors are lifesavers yes they are they may they make every difference in the world. Yeah, you are so right, uh, Scott. Although I can honestly say I don't sponsor anybody right now. I don't think. I don't know if you'd actually have time. I don't know if I have any sponsees. I might. None of them call me anymore. I was so. gonna say if you don't know, that's kind of bad. Weird how a day before he died, he told me how much he loves me and my. You need to speak up because the people on 21.6 The Net I'm trying is not, not hearing you. So, um, just really quickly. Hey, Gracie, gotta go back to work. Oh, sorry. Bye, so that's just me. Um, really quickly, though, just so that you guys are uh, aware. Um, Still never found a rehab. Oh, this is Maggie from... Where are you at again? You're all the way on the East Coast. So really quickly, while we're waiting for Maggie to reply to that. She's um, on the East Coast. Um, we're a little backwards tonight. Normally we have the guests on first and then have a little bit of time at the end of the show. Tonight we'll be having the guest on in about a half an hour. New Jersey. New Jer yeah, um, East Coast. So I'm yeah, in about a half an hour we'll have our guest on. It's Jeremy from Recovery Nation Apparel. He'll be giving a little bit of a lead, you know, telling us a little bit about his story. Then him uh, and his wife, Ember, will come on, and they'll give us a little bit of background on Recovery Nation Apparel and where they're going and a couple of events that are going to be coming up in Ohio because, of course, everything happens in Ohio. Dead air. Yeah, everything happens in Ohio. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. She's like, I adore you both. Well, we adore Maggie, you, I'm Maggie. glad you're doing good. How, how are you doing? I mean, as in... With recovery. Tune in to Chicago Hope Dealers. There you go. Who do you got on? Travis Gilbert. There you go. Why do I know that name? Travis Gilbert. I don't know. Sounds familiar. Hmm. Yeah, remember you guys, we um we want to share the love. So if you haven't checked out Chicago Hope Dealers, make sure that you do. Um, hey. they are good friends of ours. And uh, we normally partner with them on, I don't know. Jonathan, real about quick. everything. Uh, just a yay or nay. Have you been, uh, has there been a communication between you and, I can't say his name. <laughs> the guy I talked to you about. <laughs> I love the Far East. Like India? <laughs> I sponsor I talk to her every day. 
I can tell you she saved me as much as I saved her. Friends for life. Awesome. What? I don't... Okay. Never mind. So... Like India. <laughs> I love the Far East. <laughs> that was kind of like that. Ohio one. is where it all started. Yes, mailbox. Yes. That's why every event is like in Ohio. Very few or anywhere else. We are always traveling to Ohio. And it really stinks because um, we don't live in Ohio. So everybody... Uh, I love... Okay. Um, please share, like... Yes. But share yes. like, share like. So definitely, yes. We we love Chicago Hope Dealers too. Um, between Jonathan and Myra, we're all good friends. We definitely make sure that, um, uh, you know, that we support each other. The recovery community itself, and I'm not going to get on another soapbox, but, you know, just really quickly, the, the recovery community itself is just in shambles a little bit you know we are um kind of split down the middle there's a lot of infighting so the more we can stick together and support each other love on each other and just help that's what we're here for help and hope and suggestions and guidance and all of those great things, um, you know, that's what we need to be doing. Instead of fighting each other, just <clears throat> just loving on each other. That's really what, what it's about. So, awesome, John. Um, you know, not uh, not all this infighting. So, hopefully, we can move forward from that, and the recovery community can heal itself. So, yes, if you have not checked out Chicago Hope Dealers, make sure that you do check them out. And um, that was my mini soapbox. Yeah, how many so. soapboxes are you going to have tonight? I can have as many soapboxes so, as I want. Recovery Nation Apparel is a brand of clothes that support people in recovery and families dealing with addiction and alcoholism. Please check them out. RecoveryNationApparel.com. Monica! Uh, Jam Alker, which is a great buddy of mine. And hey, I know Jam. Great. I know Jam. She she cooks dinner for Jam, but not me. Uh, you are such a lie. Jam Alker is a national touring musician. Using his, says, I love everyone. <laughs> uh, using his talents to fight the heroin epidemic. He uses music therapy as a form of recovery. Check him out also, jamalker.com, uh, Jam Alker Band Facebook, Jam Alker Facebook, and I'm Jam, just Jam, Jam, public figure page. Yeah. And all the Instagram. Snapchat, Instagram. No Snapchat. He's on everything. So, um, I managed Terry here, Lynn. So if you want to know anything about Jam, you can reach out to me. Uh, Terry Lynn <laughs> and Faith McGeehee with J2 Soon. J2 Soon is a group of mothers who have been directly impacted by their child's addictive illness disorder. Um, we love you too, Jonathan. We do a lot with... Uh, J2 Soon and Terry Lynn. Um, we have shirts for this month. Well, yeah, we need to talk about that. Why? So that we can put it out there. Oh, so what we have. Why? I thought it was something different. So uh, we have. Well, we're not even wearing it. You're not even wearing it. No, I'm not. Anything shirt. I mean, we can bring it down, but. So we have Sling and Hope radio shirts. Um, They're purple. They are black shirts with either white. Uh, lettering no. or 
black shirts with red lettering, but the ones that are super special are the black with the purple. Super special. Uh, for o uh, Overdose Awareness Month, which is this month. Do you want me and to go get it? Yes. And what we are doing with those... Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. And Earthquake. What, and what we are doing with those is we are selling those. And so this is how we work. We put out the money for the shirts. We sell the shirts. We make the money that we put out for the shirts. And then whatever we make over and beyond on the shirts, we donate. Um... So the purple ones, we are donating 50% of the proceeds. So that's combined money getting back from making the shirts and then what we make over and beyond is going to J2 Soon. J2 Soon is trying to become um, a nonprofit and that's the way we're helping them out. So. Oh, the price is somewhere. I don't know. I think they're too... Quack, quack, quack. How much are they? The ones for um, Terry Lynn for J2 Soon. So these are the Terry Lynn J2 Soon shirts that we... Well, they're... They're all the same, but the purple. The purple. This is what is going... What we make on these shirts is going hey, to... Um, okay, they are $25. and 50% yes. of the proceeds are going to J2 Soon. Yes. And then there's a saying on the back that says recovery isn't only for the alcoholic or the addict if but you, you want that. But you don't have to get it on the back. Right. I think people are misunderstanding that. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. So we have that on the back. Jess came up with that about a year or so ago. Um, uh, so that if, if you are a loved one of an addict or an alcoholic, I suggest getting that because it's literally says recovery isn't only for the alcoholic or the addicts. Um, but that's the shirt, $25, 50% of the proceeds goes to J2 soon. And if you want something- Wait, and it's only available though in the purple until September 30th. You have to order them by. The month right. of, uh, yeah, okay. I just wanna make sure I was upstairs, didn't- uh... um, And you have to order them by September 30th, and then they're gone. We're not doing them again. Not the purple. Not the purple. You'll never get a purple one again until maybe next year. But this, that exact same shirt, same logo. White and red. Same saying on the back. You can get in right, right? You can get in right. You can get in white or red. Why are you looking like that? And in men's cut. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and we do PayPal. That's how we do them. So, anyone have a suggestion for the mailbox? Cutting in and out. Help. Oh. What's going on? Uh, complete, completely back out yeah. of Facebook mailbox. Hey, kids. That's what Jeremy says. You're Comple done golfing already? Completely back out of Facebook mailbox and then come back in. Is anybody else having any problems with the feed? Do you accept bits of strings, Joe? <laughs> Michelle, hey! I hope you're feeling better. Michelle had um, some surgery, so I hope her recovery is 
is going well and that I hope you are feeling better today. Um, Jeremy, wanna play? Really? We're gonna be bringing you on soon. I'm gonna, um. <laughs> so, I have, no, to, guy. I have to back up a little bit. So, Joe did make a comment about being family, you know, feeling like this is family, and we, we say it all the time, right? So, um, it's going, lol. Good. I'm glad, Michelle. I'm glad that your recovery is going well from your surgery. Um, so, we say it all the time that, you know, some people really want to build up their followers, right? Facebook, that's how they name it. They we name don't it give a shit. Followers. Um, yes, do we want to get the message out? Do we want to spread hope? All that good stuff. Of course we do. But if there's one person on our live feed or a hundred people on it, it really doesn't, for us, doesn't matter because that one person, that's all that we care about, well I shouldn't say care about, but as long as that one person is receiving the message and hopefully takes it to the next level, that's really what matters. And if the <laughs> followers, as they're called, uh, we, we call them family. So if you look at when I post for morning and night, it's always good morning, um, Slay and Hope family, or good morning, or good night, Slay and Hope family. Um, if I were to have, or Slang and Hope was to have, you know, 10,000 or even 5,000, I would have a very difficult time responding to everybody individually. And I really like to have that personal touch. Um, now, if we get to that point, you know, we'll, we'll have to, at that, you know, at that time, cross that bridge. What's up, Crystal? And I may need to bring somebody on to help me. But I want to make sure that I have a personal touch with everybody. I think that that is important for us to be able to say... What's it all about? Hey, Shay, how are you doing today? Or if you say good morning to me on Maybe one of the morning posts, that I'm at least able to acknowledge that you said good morning to me. Or good morning to Slay and Hope, I guess. You know, And that's what's important. Uh, not that we have 10,000 followers yeah where the um, have you been crystal yeah crystal you like jump in like once a month we like you a lot miss you, you know guys what? you only jump in like once a month my Come canadian good day i'm trying no what kathy, the hell does that no, mean kathy it's not like i'm not <laughs> i hope Kath, now kathy's like taking this like all the wrong way <laughs> no don't worry about it, kathy good evening jess I like how she adds all the extra S's. So, um, thank you, Joe. He says, yeah, you guys rock. I come to the group in my spare time because I don't deal with the BS. Yeah, okay. No, totally understand. Yeah. And that's another thing is that... You've been around? Here's the thing. Been we around? We are so not drama. Been around? What's it all about? We do not engage <laughs> in drama. At least we attempt not to. So if you see it happening, call us out. Like, totally call us out. Because I, I attempt not to. And if it comes up on the feed, especially when we're live, I normally squash that stuff immediately. And 
if you see um, what we post on our page, it is meditations and good mornings and good nights and all that good stuff. So it's more positivity type things. You lost yourself. So. What do you mean you lost yourself and you're just coming back? Back to life. Back to reality. Okay. So that was, that was a that dumb was a, 90s song. That was another soapbox that Shay's going to be like, how many soapboxes do you have? Yeah. Jesus. You know how hard it is to find something in a book and stone and crystal shop while listening to you guys? I hope it's really hard. <laughs> and... Put, hey, do you have your the, earphones in? Take your earphones out so they can listen to us. Wait, wait, wait. I think and, that would be great. And for her to share out. What do you mean? Relapsed, I guess. Oh no, what? Crystal! Come on! No bueno! That's not Canadian. Oh. That's Mexican. Well, I bet you there's Mexicans in Canada. I lose my well, there's French, so... There's Italians, too. I lost myself in the music. <laughs> You're singing. Oh, yeah, well... Uh, Shelby. What's up, Shelby? I hope you're feeling better. Shelby like, was just in follow, the too. share. Yeah, we're everybody be going in the freaking hospital. I know. I'm coming around. Where are you coming around? The we, mountain. We we got about ten minutes, so we're gonna bring in <laughs> bring in Jeremy. <laughs> well, she says I'm coming around. Oh my goodness gracious, 21.6 the nets, like your radio. I, your I'm Italian. Italian. You're Italian? Italian? Something like that. Okay. Ha ha ha. So, really quickly, Shay, what'd you do this weekend? I we are so backwards. What did we do? What did we do Friday? I don't know what we did Friday. I remember what we did Saturday, but what did we do Friday? I don't remember. Rhonda, hey. Wait, hey, I actually did just take my earplugs out. I'm out. At the shooting range? FFS. What the hell? You never remember what that means. I'm not telling you. Fucking, what is it? Uh, so what did we do Saturday? I don't know. You don't know what we did Saturday? Oh my god, I bet you Kathy can tell us what we did Saturday. Kathy, are you still on? What did we do Saturday? Ah, who did we go see Saturday? Congratulations, Rhonda. 95 days today. Everybody give, her, everybody give her some hearts, some likes, some love. Congratulations. Oh, what did we do Saturday? We went and visited our daughter for why. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. So we had, um, we went down south Illinois to visit our daughter at college and um, she received a, it's called the Bailey Scholarship Award. So out of, I don't remember how many they said, what, like 40,000? Yeah. Uh, only like 100 people get awarded the scholarship. Um, you do have to apply for it and you get picked. Um, for the you know to be awarded the scholarship and our daughter got picked and so it was a big deal and we drove You know almost two and a half hours down there for her, you know to watch her get awarded it and then um, 
it was a turn and burn. <laughs> Came back, but we, we went and had lunch. Went and had lunch. Um, and my favorite to, place down there. We got to see her new apartment, um, meet some of a uh, couple of her new friends, and um, got to see boyfriend's, her boyfriend's fraternity. fraternity. And um, what else? And then came back here, and then I know Raven. He can't even remember that we went down to see our daughter. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, yeah, go ahead. And then what? Came back here, and then I left again. I don't remember. I was in the car all day. Oh, and then I went and picked up my brother from the airport. I took Nico to Epic Air. Went to Epic Air, and then I sat in Epic Air's parking lot for an hour and a half. Uh, we had our Wanderers group meeting. Uh, we had soccer Big on B. Sunday. Big B was in town from South Carolina. I got to hang out with him. No, that was Friday. Night. Ooh, congratulations, Chelsea. Look at all of these. Monica, one year, the 16th. We need to get some hearts going here. All these people with birthdays called some, yeah, right? They're still considered birthdays, right? Or unless only if it's a one year, like coming up on years. Well, A, that I, the A that I'm involved with does uh, uh, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and then it goes to a year. year. But the N one does like every month. Oh, okay. Well, regardless of it, it's an accomplishment each yeah. day. Yeah. So I think we should have some congratulations for everybody and hearts and lots of love and likes and you all are amazing one day at a time. And I love to see that all of you, um, you know, nine months, one year, um, one had 95 days. So congratulations to all of you. You all are amazing and just keep going. Um, it's awesome. All right, where's Jeremy? Okay, so is Jeremy still on here? I hope so. Did you see him? No. Jade, hey, how are you? She just joined us. She was on earlier. But, so that was our weekend. Not very exciting. This is, it's soccer season again, so this is what it's going to consist of. Yeah, we had a soccer game yesterday. A lot of soccer. Soccer, soccer, and more soccer. And then our oldest boy... I drove out to Wisconsin yesterday to pick up a vehicle for him. He had his first job interview. He had his first job interview yesterday. And the lady said he did very well. Um, I am so... So, what? everybody is not doing well. Shelby, she needs an MRI in her shoulder. She's not feeling well. What's going on, Rhonda? Oh, much pain already died. Uh-oh. Oh, Jeremy. Make Send sure us. you have your auto rotate on. See, they don't do it side yeah. by side. You sometimes. need to put your auto rotate on and put your phone sideways. Notifications off. We are all soldiers and we will march together towards the greatness. Hashtag squad. Ooh. Are you a part of uh, Brian Kendrick? Hashtag squad. And Marty Norman. Marty Norman. Uh, We're Debbie, in I was in, um, I went to, where did I go? I went to Salem, Wisconsin. Drove up to Salem last night. Let us know, Jeremy, when you have all that taken care of. When your phone's on auto-rotate, notifications are off. Got it. Got it. Send me a request. Because I 
I don't see you. Are you sure that you have it on so that people can send us a request? Yes, dear, I do. I just want to I make did. sure. See, it wasn't there, that's why. Oh, no, I did. Shutting it I off. asked for a little hope. Can I tell you what happened? Who's that? That's Sarah. Yeah. What's up, yeah. Sarah? Go ahead. Hashtag squad. Love my people. It keeps oh, my friend Courtney. Hmm. Is the guy there? The guy's there. Okay. Oh, you know what? Jeremy, do you have the guy? Do you have the dude on the bottom? Hello, dude. Why are we no green guy. For a Who said that? For the record, I am my son's arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> no green. No, uh, what the no hell guy on? here. We have a guy. Hold on. It oh, it's because it keeps kicking it that out. It keeps... Why? It's just... <gasps> it's... What is going on here? It's so funny. So you guys, so I don't know who's ever gone live before. You know, you have to switch the tab. Wait. Try now, Jeremy. Send me a request. Oh! So... There's a thing that you have to switch over that says, you know, that uh, so people can request to be brought into your broadcast. So when Shay it's hits turning it, it off by itself, it turns off by itself. It's so crazy. Like I'm watching it be turned on and then it slides itself off. It's so crazy. I've never seen this happen before. Okay, we have roughly 30 more days before we get our home. Okay, Sarah, is this, uh, this is a good thing, I'm assuming. I don't understand what's going on here. Lay, oh, hold on. Lay down to feed my son, called the housing I have been waiting for. We are on the top of the waiting list. Oops, I just missed that. Top of the waiting list. Uh, the lady told me she just had someone put in a 30-day notice. We were roughly 30 more days. That's fantastic. So this is this is good news. It's That's not... awesome. That means things are going well. Request to be in your broadcast. Allow viewers oh. to send you a request to join. You can add them. Sorry. Yes, we've been waiting and praying for our home so we can have a healthy place to live. See? Miracles. Um, that is fantastic. Yeah, well, we can't, um, Joe, yes, Facebook sucks, Chad. Um, Joe, you can't, once you're horizontal, you cannot now change it to vertical, and we've never, ever, ever, ever gone live vertical, ever. It's always been horizontal. Um... So, I don't, 
thanks guys you two are wonderful thank you sarah uh but really it's it, it takes all of us you know um you got here's the thing that i always say um people will be like you know you guys help me do this that and the other thing but here's the thing you guys do all the hard work you know we might be the one you know making the suggestions or whatever but in the end it's you on the other side that have to do all the hard work and um so you guys are all amazing all hmm. amazing Oh, it's not moving. Sorry. I'm watching. I'm trying to multitask here because I'm watching Shay move this thing and then it moves back by itself. And it's so crazy. I hate Facebook. Jeremy, I think Facebook doesn't like you today. I don't know why. I've never seen it do this. I don't understand why it's doing this. Got to get to my step work. Have a great night, you guys. You have a great night too. Hopefully, you can jump in on another on another show. And uh, have a great night. How is it? I don't understand. Jimmy, Facebook hates you. Where's the truck? Can we log off and try it again? Oh, Chad, I so hate logging off because you know what ends up happening is. I don't know what ends up happening. I don't know. Nobody comes back on. <laughs> Later, Joe. Oh, no. Replying to Chelsea. Sorry. I want to be on TV. Facebook has never been a big fan of me. I'm used to it. <laughs> you know what? Ember always has an issue too. Maybe I should have known this. We should have actually tried earlier to make sure that we could get. No, but it's us. I no, it's Facebook. Babe. It's I know, but it's our side. This side. I I I got it, babe. It's still Facebook. Yeah. Here's what makes me laugh, you guys. Hey, Ember. Yeah. So this is what makes me laugh is, I, and I, I shouldn't say laugh because I'm then laughing at Shay, but he gets so frustrated. I mean, so frustrated. And it's something that we can't control, right? And so I just, I, I hate to see him this way, but there's, there's nothing that we can, we can do about it. So we'll keep trying and we want to make sure that we get Jeremy on because we want to hear his story. We want to hear what Recovery Nation Apparel is doing and we want to hear all the great things that are about to happen with them. Um, so we will continue to try to get them on. Um, Facebook has been sucking. Yeah, Amber, I mean, I've watched some of your lives too and you guys have been having issues. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going on. What happened to our little guy? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can try to do something here. I am 21.6 The Net, Slaying Hope Radio, of course. What are you doing? Nothing. You're just going to sit there and be annoyed? No. I, what do you want me to do? Continue to put my 
my hand in front of the screen? I don't know, but are you just gonna sit there and be pouty? I love you so much. I really do. I need to find a different way to do this. There is no other way. It's Facebook. Hey, Jeremy. I am going to start another live. And let's see if this will work. Jeremy, if you can see if you see a second live coming up on Slay and Hope and see if you can go on it. And um, I just want to see if I can bring you on because it's not moving back. Oh, night, Kathy. Oh, Elizabeth jumped onto mine. All right, Jeremy, see if you can jump onto mine. If you guys want to jump on to mine. Bonnie! That's probably a really bad look. And I don't even know. Oh, because you guys are seeing the wrong way. Oh, Jeremy's watching. Hold on. Oh, I think I just turned the screen around. Let's see here. Jeremy, can you send me a request? If you can send me a request, we'll just switch phones then, I think. A viewer wants to join. Let's see. And it's Jeremy. Is it adding? Adding, adding, adding. Okay. Well, I'll just get off of this one. Bye. And it's connecting. Thank you guys for switching over. All right, here. Put this up. I see you. Ugh. Hold on one second. We're going to put the phone up. Get all your stuff done. Huh? Get all your stuff done. What stuff done? You got all your stuff down. I don't know. You're going to have to mess with it a little bit. <laughs> Ember says, I don't have pants on. Great. I don't know what to tell you, Ember. Talk, Jeremy. Hello? Say something. Is the volume up on this? Keep talking. Keep talking. Is my volume up? Okay. I'm going to tell you, Amber. Woo! Wrong one. It's past 8 p.m. Just keep talking. I don't know what you're... My volume. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shay doesn't know how to work my phone. He's going to end up... Yeah, and call volumes up. Okay. <laughs> this is hilarious. No, it's not. Shay's getting so mad right now, so don't be nice to him. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's just stupid. Every time we try to do something, it just goes... He gets... He it gets... goes ape shit, and it's ridiculous. What are you doing? Now talk. What's up, guys? There we go. We hear you. Now I'm crooked on mine, though. 
It flipped me. No, you're good on ours. No, nope, now you're flipping yourself. There, you're good right there. Yeah, I'm trying. What the world? <laughs> oh my gosh, things are crazy on this thing. My split screen went long ways and then sideways. Oh my gosh. I know, you're looking good for it's us. Interesting. You're good. I can't even see you guys. What? What do you mean you can't see us? I just see like my, my head vertical crooked. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> All right, are you I'm good now? I'm to you up on my laptop so I can... No, I mean, it's crazy on my end, but I don't know. I don't know, it looks my good on our end. You are you getting... Guys are just lucky. It is. <laughs> you, we are, everything is right side. I mean, we are, if you do that, you are now sideways. I'm trying to get it to flip on its own. Yeah, but you're right side up on our... Uh, yeah, our, our, on, the, on the actual live video. Look, now you're sideways. Mm, on the uh, live video, you are now right... Everything is correct. I want to be able to see you guys. It's weird. Oh. You want to see our pretty faces? What the hell's going on here? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling you up on my live. Because you got to change so it to the next live. Like... Just get out. Okay, I'll just be like staring at the side of the camera the whole time <laughs> on my laptop. What's up? I don't know. What's up with you? You know, this is, you know, it's not a Slang and Hope show if we don't have some technical difficulties. <laughs> so, I mean, Amen. you know, and, and now that it's Slang and Hope and Recovery Nation apparel, I mean, you guys seem to have Facebook problems too. So I guess um, this makes sense that we're having Facebook issues. So I mean, it is what it is, right? So we're good to go. There's nothing we can do about it, apparently. No, it's not. I mean, Facebook hates you, Facebook hates us. I mean, it just, we, we click. I mean, it's like, we're perfect. Match made in heaven. There you go. So, anyways, now that we are connected, we see, well, we see you. I don't know if you see us, but we can actually move along. Look over here. <laughs> so we get to see the side of your head. What? You there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. So go, go ahead, uh, Shay. Why don't you start conversation here with, with your man, Jeremy? Uh, what's up, brother? <laughs> Good Hold evening, Shay. <laughs> I like your shirt. Oh, I wore it just for you. I figured you might have. No, it's actually the only Check clean. Out these clean new hoodies. I know, I saw those. I like them. They're slick. This is the most comfortable thing ever. Yeah. I got your sweatshirt upstairs. I couldn't uh, put it on though. I was out in the sun all day today. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, so what's going on, man? Uh, give us. Uh, hey, I like your uh, your wall back there. Thanks. I did that myself. <laughs> for my wife. Did you? You're such a good guy. I did. He's a good wife. husband. Look at that. Um, yeah. 
So Jeremy, what is... Who is Jeremy? Oh no, who is Jeremy? Oh, uh, so I am Jeremy from Recovery Nation Apparel. Um, also, super dark. recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Um, and you know, that's that's who I am today, I guess, other than father and, and, uh, and son and his brother and, and uh, husband, all that good stuff that recovery's allowed me to be, I suppose. Sounds good. Can you guys hear me over here? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. Shay just likes that okay. awkward, awkward pause where there's nothing just to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I, just, I just figure my internet's cut now, that's all. No, you're good. You're good. So with that being said, so that's that's your little quick, this is who Jeremy is right now, right? This is who you are now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, I don't I don't know. You know, I, without without going in, into my story and stuff, you know, it's uh, that I guess is, is who I, I see when I look in the mirror today, um, rather than being a, a what they say a, a hopeless dope fiend, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, how about we do this? Why don't we go into a little bit of your story, just for people who may not know who you are. Um, especially for our listeners on 21.6 The Net. They may not know who Jeremy is, um, and then especially when we start getting into Recovery Nation Apparel, but why don't we do a little bit of your story um, so that they can uh, get a little bit of a background on you. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm from Zanesville, Ohio, um, so a little ways from, from you guys, so obviously. Uh, I was born and raised here. It's a, it's a pretty small town, really. Um, you know, I, I was like you hear a lot of times in the in the rooms. I was one of those types of individuals that just uh, I never really felt like I fit in. Um, I never really liked myself as an individual. Um, I didn't have self esteem. I uh, just never quite got it. I guess when I looked at other people, you know, I I always felt like everyone else really uh, had it together and do knew what was going on and just like understood life and, and what they were going. Um, and I always kind of just felt lost. And uh, and that's kind of, I think, where, where my story begins for me. You know, I, I grew up in a, in a great home. I have very loving and, and wonderful parents. Um, I had an awesome childhood. Um, no complaints whatsoever. You know, I, I, I like to say when I tell my story, I, I don't have an excuse uh, really for how I turned out. You know uh, what happened to me, but uh, but yeah, I, I started uh, started drinking at, at kind of a young age, I guess. Um, I don't really remember my first drunk, nor do I really think it's all that important. Uh, but I do know that, that once I I found alcohol and felt those the effects of alcohol at a young age, uh, I had arrived. You know, it, it gave me the confidence. It, it helped me to be who I wanted to be, it helped me get out of myself, and um, it filled the void, it, it, it filled whatever part of me that was missing, you know, um, it, it was my solution to, to everything, so, uh, you know, I just started um, drinking and, and whatnot as, as often as I could, you know, uh, I was still a pretty good kid, you know, I got good grades in school, and, and I never really got into any trouble, and, and maybe that 
helped me uh, get to where I am today, you know, that, that I didn't have those consequences early on. Um, I still it got good grades and excelled in sports and, and uh, did everything that I was supposed to do, you know. So um, that I continue to do what I like to do. And for me, that, that was great. I like to feel good, you know. They, they say that I have a, a feeling to the things, and, and that's so true for me because I just want to feel good, you know. Luckily today I get to feel good being sober, but, but before I, I didn't know how to do that. Um, so substances, uh, they were my solution. They solved all my problems. Um, so I drank, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I went through, a, through high school, once again, without really any consequences or anything like that, I, I drank, drank on the weekends, um, smoked some pot, and, and uh, you know, I, when I was about 17 or so, I, I got into doing coke, and, and I liked pills and things like that, but uh, I, I typically kept it pretty under control. You know, I, I didn't go crazy, and I wasn't spending every dime that I had, and I wasn't stealing from people and things like that, uh, but, but I liked it. You know, um, and I did it every chance that I got. Um, whatever you had, I, I wanted it. And typically, I wanted some more. You know, uh, I ended up graduating high school, and uh, I decided to play uh, basketball in college. I had some some uh, college. I had some scholarship offers. Uh, a couple plays just for football and a little bit for basketball. Um, and ultimately, I decided I wanted to go play basketball. So I, I did that. I went and played ball for a year, and uh, it was a lot of hard work. You know, it uh, it was a good experience, but but when I when I look back now, it didn't really allow me to do uh, what I wanted to do, and and that was how what I felt the college experience, I think, and uh, that was the party. You know, I was missing out on that because long hours in the gym and early mornings and stuff like that. So. Uh, so I gave, after the first year of basketball, I gave that up, and uh, I went to Ohio University Athens. Uh, there's a lot of folks like me there at the time that were, you know, there's a lot of people like me, and, and uh, I, I was able to party, you know, I was able to live the life that I wanted to, to live, and I was able to feel the way I wanted to feel, and that was being drunk um, or high most of the time. But you know, I, um, I'm missing classes because I either drank too much or was currently drinking. Uh, if I had a 5 p.m. class, I was showing up drunk for sure, you know, uh, and I partied my way right out first quarter. You know, I, I got to come home with my tail between my legs and, and, uh, and uh, kind of admit defeat as far as uh, that went. And uh, my parents picked up the pieces for me. You know, they got me an apartment with friend and and uh, all was well, and I started getting good grades again, and, and um, I kept my drinking, uh, you know, I won't say to a minimum, but I, I started drinking a lot at home. Um, by the, a couple of years after I was home, um, I was a daily drinker, you know, by I'd say my sophomore year in college, which, uh, junior year maybe, I was drinking every day. Uh, my senior year, I, I couldn't drink less than a 12-pack uh, every night. You know, um, I couldn't sleep without it. Um, I'm having parties every night, and uh, I'm living what I think is a normal life because uh, there there was always people uh, 
two of my buddies and I, we had a uh, we had a house that we rented on my junior and senior year of, of college. And uh, there was always people at my house partying, you know, every single night there's parties and, and drinking and drugs. And, and uh, I thought that was normal because, you know, there's other people there, like everybody does this. Uh, but somebody brought it to my attention uh, once I got sober that, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't the same people every night they were drinking with me. The only common denominator every single night drinking and using drugs was me. You know, mm -hmm. other people had responsibilities and would go home and, and they would take a break from drinking and take care of what they needed to take care of. And I, and I continued to party every time. Uh, ultimately, my, my partying, it, it, it just, my, my drinking and using just continued to, per, to progress. Uh, this disease is progressive. And for me, uh, you know, it, it progressed quickly when I, when I found uh, opiates because that got me to the place that I wanted to be. It got me there quick. And uh, it's where I felt that what really clicked, you know, drinking was always my, my true love and it was the thing that I, that I did most. Um, but when I found opiates, it, it got me where I needed to be quicker and, and uh, it was even more intense. Yeah, I fell in love with opiates. You know? Can I can I stop you one second and ask you a question about that? Was did you yeah. did you find it because you were prescribed an opiate, or was it because someone you knew offered it to you? Um, how were you introduced to it? Yeah, good question. Um, I was never prescribed um, anything. It was it was all recreational for me. I mean, I had used um, the lower end. Sorry, hold on a second. I'm getting feedback here. Um, yeah, so uh, I uh, I was never prescribed anything. It, it was recreational use. Um, I started using Percocets and, and Vicodin here and there in high school, and, and always had. Um, but then I was introduced to like the the Perk 30s and, and things like that, the the big boy Perks, and and that's what I what I really like. Um, because they they got me exactly where I wanted to be. They, so it was yeah. it just was recreational. Turned it, it turned into um, oh man, what have I done? You know. And then so when when you finally found those, you know, where did you go from there? As in, like. You know, they made you feel numb and, and and got you where you wanted to feel. So, what what happened there? Yes. So, so I was uh, I was still a, a senior in college uh, when I started using perks uh, and oxys on a regular basis. Uh, I remember like driving to my my classes. They were out of town, like my final class that I had to, to complete to get my degree. And I was nodding out on my way there, and you know, I'm nodding out during class um, because I was starting to use on a regular basis. And basically, what happened is, is the, you know, I, I didn't realize that I had a problem. Uh, I wasn't broke at this point or, or anything like that. But uh, I, I basically woke up sick one day. You know, I, I didn't know what dope sickness was. Um, I just woke up sick. And uh, it was brought to my attention that 
if that's what it was, is I was, uh, you know, in physical withdrawal uh, from opiates, and, and uh, I learned exactly how to take care of that, you know, get more dope and, and right. be good, you know. Um, well, why don't you go ahead then? If it, I, I mean, I interrupted you in your story, but I thought I thought that it was kind of a crucial point to either figure out whether or not it was something that was prescribed to you, and that's how it progressed, or it was just something that was introduced to you either by a friend or whatnot. So, I mean, if you just want to continue with then the rest of your story, um, I just wanted to stop and kind of, um, you know, pinpoint on that. Yeah, no problem. Um, if I keep stuff. If I keep stopping it's just because like I'm looking at my laptop because I can't see you guys on my phone so I can't see it like you're <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Anyways, so so yeah, I uh, I basically woke up sick one day, you know, and, and uh and then it, 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 the rat race began. It was uh, every day, you know, I had to have something or, or I was gonna be sick. So um I'm out running around. I, I, I graduate college, um my roommates that I'm living with, at this point, they uh, one had already had moved out like in the middle of the night. Come to find later, um, it was due to my excessive partying, and they were like, "I don't, it, you know, take my home." Um, and it came down to what are we going to do now? And and my my other roommate, he went and got his own place. So it's me now with this uh, this opiate addiction, and. Uh, Basically, nobody wants to live with me <laughs> because of the, the lifestyle that I live. So I moved back home with mom and dad, and uh, and you know I'm I'm now a college graduate. I'm living at home with mom and dad, and I'm a full blown addict. You know, and, and I, it kind of happened overnight, really. Once I started messing around with it, this strong stuff, you know, um, it caught up with me quick. It, it, it me, it was harmless. Uh, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm a drug addict, you know, and uh, I kind of don't know where to go from there. So, uh, so I'm, I'm chasing the bills. I've got some graduation money, and I blow through it pretty quick, um, and I'm kind of just lost. And uh, one day, the the bills they they weren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they they I couldn't find them. They were expensive anyways. Um, a guy offered me some, some heroin that's basically the same thing. It'll take care of your sickness. And when you're dope sick, you know, you don't think too clearly. And uh, it, it wasn't even a question for me, really. Uh, so I snorted some heroin, and, and then uh, it was no big deal. Like, it, it just did its job, you know. So uh, I got back on the, on the pills. They came back around. And uh, at some point or another, they, they finally ran out for good. Mm -hmm. you know, at that point, uh, I was an IV uh, Percocet, an Oxycontin user. I had been introduced to the needle, and uh, once again, my my disease had progressed. Uh, snorting pills and taking pills just wasn't didn't get me where where my disease needed me to go. And I was introduced to the needle, and, and it was over from there. You know, uh, from there. Um, shooting heroin, um, I'm broke, uh, you know, people don't want me around, I'm, I'm stealing from loved ones or ripping anyone off that I can um, because I no longer have control. Yeah. Now, once I woke up sick that first day, um, my choice to use had ended. Um, 
it became bear. it became a, a need versus a a choice. Yeah, and I like to describe it. You know, when I when I talk to people, especially that, that have never been addicted to anything, um, I like to describe it as as if you woke up one morning and you didn't have any oxygen, you know, what would you do? What would you be willing to do? What length would you be willing to go to to get some oxygen to survive another hour? You know, and, and for that's, me, that's what drug addiction was. Okay, and that's where you were at in your addiction. So that that's where you were at that point. You were you were doing whatever you needed to do to get your oxygen, and uh, so when did it become? When did you hit that point where you were like, uh, you know, I can't do this anymore. You know, oxygen is free, and I don't need to be going above and beyond to get it. You know, I need the healthy stuff. You know, um, let, let's let's move to that point now. Where, uh, when does that happen, and what does that look like? So, uh, what happened is uh, a lot of BS happened. You know, in between during my expedition. But what what happened and what got me where I am today is uh, so I was at at a I went to a buddy's house one morning because I was living back home with mom and dad and, and uh, one of the stipulations was that I had to have a job. Well, I had walked out of that job the, the previous day because I was sick and I needed to get some dope. Uh, I walked out of that job and I wasn't welcome back there. So uh, I, I, I get up one morning and I act like like 5 a.m. or something. I get up and I leave like I'm, I'm going to work. I'm gonna continue this charade, you know, and, and see until I figure it out, basically. Uh, so I go to my buddy's house, and, uh, and I know that he'll be awake because um, he really likes to do meth. And uh, and at this point, I like to do meth, too. You know, um, I, uh, I didn't care. I, if there was a drug there and it would make me feel different, I was going to do it, whether that was shooting meth or smoking crack or uh, shooting heroin. I did all of it. I liked all of it. Uh, I wasn't a, <laughs> I wasn't opposed to anything at that point. I was that uh, open by it. Uh, but anyway, so I go over to his house and and, uh, and we shoot some meth. Um, I take some benzos. Um, I start drinking about 8 a.m. So I'm I'm all over the place as far as my my uh, intoxication goes. And this is all me, you know. Poor me, poor Jeremy. Um, why did these bad things always happen to me? I think I was feeling sorry for myself. So it's like, bring it on. No, I don't care anymore. So uh, I'm all kinds of intoxicated. And uh, at some point in the morning, I get a phone call from uh, from my guy that, uh, that has my heroin. And, and so uh, off I go. You know, I'm up in the car and I'm headed across town to get what I really need because I'm still sick. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I'm. I'm I'm high on everything else, but I'm physically withdrawing from heroin, and uh, I need heroin. So I, I hop in the car and I head across town, and uh, and you know I, I I meet this guy and I meet him out in front of his house, and he he runs out and brings me about a half a gram of dope, and and uh, I load up my syringe, you know, right there in the car. Um, I wasn't the type to 
hurry up and get home and, and uh, get myself together. That I was the type of individual that if I have it, I'm doing it. I'm doing it now, and then I'll just do more. Um, I can't wait. My disease does not allow me to do that. So um, you know, I load up the shot and I do it. And uh, I don't know whether it's just me on that day feeling sorry for myself or whether the all the meth in my system, you know, whatever it was. Um, I had I needed more, more right that moment, so I load up another syringe and and I take that second shot and and I don't remember anything um, after that. You know I, I, I went unconscious. So apparently I had um, put my car in gear and I had drove down the down this street that I was on and and I caused some damage and basically was found um, face down in an intersection where uh, a good Samaritan called. Uh, the squad, they came to pick me up and, and uh, gave me the Narcan deal. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they they revived me there in the ambulance. So, so you physically, so sorry, so you physically drove your vehicle for some period of time, not aware of it, and then at some point, Overdose during that time, and then some good, you know, obviously crashed, uh, and then some good Samaritan called the police, and they revived you with the Narcan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, essentially. I mean, okay. I didn't make it very far. I didn't make it very far. <laughs> okay. Probably like 200 yards. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just—I uh, okay. I'm like—I in, in, I apologize. I was just like envisioning, like I don't—I don't know what I was envisioning. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was more like an unconscious. Like I had put my car in drive, and like I probably like posted more than anything. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't—I don't remember it. So that's just my my assumption of what probably happened. But anyway, so they they wake me up in in the ambulance, and and you know. This is as scared as I've ever been, you know. I've been I've been scared and, and miserable and, and hopeless for, for quite some time at this point. Um, but this is the first time that, that during my addiction that I'm finally I'm out of answers. You know, uh, I've been lost a lot of times and like, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get out of this? Uh, I was in that position a lot. Uh, but this was finally the point where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Um, I knew I had more drugs on me. Um, I don't know where they're at at this point. You know, uh, I, I just died essentially. And uh, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really scared. And I'm at a loss. So we, we get to the, uh, we get to, the hospital and they take me into a room and they're drawing my blood and, and uh, they're talking to me and I get to call my parents for, for a ride, you know, home from the hospital. Um, and they get there and and it's not good, you know, they're they're upset. Um, and at, at one point or another, you know, my mom she she looks at me and she says, you know, are are you willing to get are you ready to get some help or are you willing to get some help? Something to that, to that effect. And uh, 
I have been in treatment the summer before. Um, I went to a rehab facility, and, and I, I just I wasn't ready. You know, I, I wanted to get out of trouble. Yeah. Um, and and therefore I got nothing out of the situation. You know. Uh, so I say I say yes. You know, the first honest thing that I probably said in, in a long time. Uh, I, I said yes. I am. I, I need help. And being the mother that she is, you know, she she gets on the phone and she's calling everywhere and, and she's trying to find, you know, a place for me to go, a place to, to give me some help. Um, and by the grace of God, you know, a, a place called her back and they were able to get me in uh, within like six days or so. And, uh, you know, those were the, those were some of the toughest days. Um, when I'm looking back now, those six or seven days before I actually got into three. And that's because I, I knew that I wanted to quit. I knew that I wanted something different, but I couldn't stop. Yeah. Even though I had made that decision and, and, and knew that I wanted to, yeah. to make a change to it, I didn't have a choice. I, I had to continue to, to do what I was doing. And, and get what I needed one way or another, you know, and I did that um, until until I got into treatment. We're still listening. Something just went on with the camera, though. Oh, you're <laughs> you're good. My camera's all messed up. <laughs> you want me to go in and talk about treatment? Well, why don't you just do um? So what? So you go went ahead. to you went to treatment. All this stuff happened. You ended up going to treatment. Are did you go to treat? Have you been to treatment just once, or have you tried treatment numerous times? It was my. It would have been my second um, stop in treatment. Um, two consecutive summers I went to, to treatment. You no, know, um, the first time didn't work because I. You kidding me? I don't know why you touched my phone. I don't know what just happened. Uh, cause you. Cause you hit the button down here. You can't grab on both sides, babe. Ever. And he has no clue. He knows that it ended. You gotta stop getting so upset. Sorry about that. Shay was messing with the phone, and um, my phone is different than his. So he grabbed the phone, and um, he hit the button 
that turns off the phone. So um, I apologize. Um, hopefully we can get Jeremy back on. And um, give me a second here. Jeremy, if you can, if you back on. Sorry, Chad. Yeah, like I said, um, my phone, I think he just requested again. My phone is a little bit different than Shay's is. So when he um, went to do whatever he did, he grabbed the buttons on the side and uh, something happened, babe. Um, it didn't connect. Um, so when he grabbed the buttons on the side, it turned off the phone. And now Shay is getting upset again. Jeremy, back out, cancel the request and back out and then try to do it again, come back in. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I know you sent the invite. Can you back out and try it again? It's saying it's not connecting. I am so sorry. Cancel the request, babe. Okay, he canceled it. He, he backed out. It should be adding Jeremy now. 21.6 The Net, Slang and Hope Radio. I was just going to... Sorry about that, Jeremy. Shay was messing with the phone and there's just, my buttons are different than his on my phone and when he hit the phone, it just dis disconnected the live. It's fantastic because now my screen's normal again. Look at that, see, it worked out for you. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. I couldn't see anything but half my head crooked. It was horrible. So I was like I sitting in this room talking to myself <laughs> and that sucks though like when you're trying to like talk and there's you can't even look at somebody because it's like and you're like is anybody even listening to me <laughs> so, bad. so bad so i am so sorry to our facebook family here to jeremy i know that this is now the third time that we've had to get back on so hopefully everybody is rejoining us to continue to uh, listen to Jeremy's story. Um, also, once we're finished with Jeremy's story, you know we're gonna go into Recovery Nation Apparel. We're gonna talk about all the great things that they're doing, and then we're gonna talk about, hopefully, some information on an event that's going to be coming up um, in Ohio that Recovery Nation Apparel is a part of, and I think really, um, you guys are putting together. So once that happens, uh, once we get to that point, we can talk about it. Um, so you guys, again, I apologize if you can share it out so we get some people back on the uh, live to listen to the remainder of uh, Jeremy's uh, story. And then I think, I think your wife is coming on. Is this correct? Or is it too late for her? Is she in the bathtub? I'm about to be. 
She's about to be. She's no, she cannot be about to be. She needs to come on to the live. So no. So finish up with your story, and then we can bring uh, Miss Ember on, and we can talk. <laughs> and then we can talk about. She's in the other room yelling at me. But, I mean, basically, that that's most of my story, really. Um, I, I went to the treatment, and and I made the decision to, to follow suggestions. You know, I did any and everything that they, that they asked me to do, that they told me to do. Um, I went to meetings. I got a sponsor. Uh, I started working steps. And I, I came home, and it continued to do the same thing. You know, and, and I do the same things today. What was and, the uh, what was like the turning today. point in treatment? What like what what started to click? Was it was it a meeting you went to or something like that? Um, really, it was, it was desperation before I left. You know, I didn't know what they were going to ask me to do um, once I got to this facility, but I decided that I was going to do whatever it was. So. Um, it wasn't really anything that clicked. It was just pure desperation and hopelessness that allowed me to um, accept a new way of life. They, they just said, um, do this, and I did it. Even if I didn't know what I was doing, I just did it. And it turns out that it was, you know, a 12-step fellowship, and, and it was, uh, you know, meetings and, and, uh, and sponsor and step work uh, is what I was introduced to, and thank God for that, you know. Uh, it could have been anything. I would have done anything. Um, this is just what it ha what it happened to be. Right. Yeah. So, well, I think then with that being said, I mean, if that's really truly, you know, you believe the end of, um, you know, your basic story, um, I would love to bring on your lovely wife and, uh, be able to talk a little bit about Recovery Nation Apparel. If yeah, she's absolutely. if she's willing to, to to grace us with her presence. Well, no. So. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Maybe Shay has has something different in mind. Hold on. Yeah. So, Jeremy, you uh -oh. okay? So, you you went. You got all crazy. You were a full blown addict. You tried treatment <laughs> once. I love you, Amber. You tried Thank treatment you. once. It didn't work. You went to treatment again. Stuff started clicking in treatment. You got out of treatment. You said you did the 90 and 90, went to meetings, got a sponsor, started working the steps. How much time do you have right now? As of today, yes. I have five years and four months today. Awesome. Beautiful. So Amazing. I guess I guess what the question is is this. What do you do on a regular today? What did you do yesterday, the day before, and what are you gonna try to do better tomorrow to keep continuous sobriety going on? Every morning I wake up and I say the third step prayer. Um, and then, you know, I, I turned over my higher power and asked my higher power to keep me sober for that day. Um, and then from there, I attempt to do the best that I can um, <laughs> with, with what I'm giving. You know, I, I try to be 
I try to look at things through a different perspective than, than I might might have before. Um, and I'm not always very good at it, but, uh, but you know, I try to look at, put myself in other people's shoes and, and you know, try to be grateful for the, the things that I've been giving, the blessings that I've been giving. And like I said, I am by no means anywhere near perfect. And, uh, and I screw up every day at all of those things. But uh, when I can take some time to, to, to slow down and uh, and be grateful for, for everything I've been given, you know, I, I can be a, a pretty good person <laughs> in general, you know. So, <laughs> and we've hung out numerous times. Um, We're besties. We, we, we've come down by you and... and, and stayed stayed in your home and you've come here you guys have come here and stayed in our home and and uh the gifts of recovery yeah and and we've been to some some events together and i can honestly tell people that are listening that don't know jeremy and ember um they are the most well Jeremy is like the most humble person in the world, I feel, right? You always have some side cracks that you, you, you crack out there and jokes and stuff like that. Um, what I can honestly <laughs> say about your wife is she is unbelievably just wilderness crazy. Wilderness? Yeah, she loves <laughs> to be outside. So we were in... You find her in one field and you can't get over it. <laughs> Squatting down next to a... Dirt hill, just eating some with crackers a, with and a playing with chips. bugs. Yeah, <laughs> eating a bag of chips and playing with bugs. That's her zone, man. It, it's so, it's so. Leaving it's, ridiculous notes on our hotel door room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just a fun couple. We have fun in recovery. Yeah, we it's just a. Recovery. You know, and again, you know, I'll have to say this is really the. It is. It's truly the the gift of recovery that you can find others that you just connect with, and um, they're they're true blessings. Like I just don't think that I have ever found more real people, um, more honest, more open people um, like yourself and Ember. Um, and others that, you know, I have met over the course of the last year or two years that, you know, we've really embraced the recovery community. And, um, you know, I, I, it is, it's truly a blessing. I think people, I think pe addicts and alcoholics, um, when they think, oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do when I get clean and sober? I think if they could see the fun that's really out there. They'd be like, "Wow, I was I was really missing a whole bunch of stuff." Because, <laughs> yes. you know, I we've gone out in public together, and <laughs> to our favorite restaurant in in Ohio, and which I'm, is called BJ's. And I'm going to say, BJ's. I'm going to say that probably the majority of the people don't think we're sober in the restaurant. <laughs> Even though, even though we're stone cold sober, um, but because we're just having honest fun, you know, we're just being who we are and having a good time, you know. Jer Jeremy and I shared a shirt one time. Oh yes. <laughs> that was epic. Yes. That was, that was one of my fondest memories. 
ever. Yeah, we mine have pictures, too. We, we have, have pictures to prove it. We have pictures to prove it. So, but with that, that, we, that was the first time we had seen each other. We were like, yeah. Oh, we have met in person for like three minutes. Let's get a shirt together. Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We had only met once down in Clinton, Illinois. Clinton. And true, then true. your wife and I spoke multiple times um, on Facebook, and I said, "Hey, strange people, would you like to come and stay at our house when you come to Chicago? You know, you could be mass murderers, but we have room. I think you should come stay at our home." So we said, "We're jumping on a plane. See ya." Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we, we picked you up at the airport and drove 95 miles an hour back to the house. <laughs> and we slept all weekend. Yeah. We didn't We didn't even leave. We went to one event. They need to. They need to. No. Yeah. No, but uh again, these are these are the things that I, um that are great. You know, I mean, you meet you, you meet somebody once at at an event. We just really made a connection, and um, you know, you guys have been family to us. And I, I hope, I mean, I think you guys feel the same for us. I, I would hope so, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, we're on the verge of like doctors. <laughs> we know they like us, we, we send their kids like presents. The <laughs> Did you hear what Shay said? <laughs> Repeat that. I said, I know, I know they like us, we send their kids presents. <laughs> It's so funny because I'll jump on Facebook and there'll be a post with one of the kids like holding up something and then it says, thank you, Jessica, for the great birthday. And I'm like, "We're set. What, what is all this about? <laughs> hey, I just like to write handwritten I know, notes. you're sending the handwritten notes like on a regular basis. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I like we appreciate this. It. We appreciate you guys so much. Really like, we... We look forward to anything that we can do with you guys, and, and uh, we it sucks we can't live closer, but I, I think that the things work out the way it's I think you all should move. Um, I think if we lived closer, um, mad chaos, mad chaos would break out, and um, it's probably true. The world might end. Well, Nobody well, wants to be sober in jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No. I don't. So <laughs> I don't want to pick Ember up from jail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she'd probably be pretty funny in jail though. They she'd be she somebody's wife, life. but she she yeah. would be pretty funny in jail. But moving on to the next subject here, why don't we bring Ember on? Let's talk a little okay. Recovery Nation apparel. Look, Pam says, I met Shay and Jess at, at Clinton also. Yes, we did. Hey, what the hell? What? <laughs> why are we getting Ember's boobs? Yeah, why are we looking at boob shots? Why we not? We probably shouldn't say that. We might get kicked off of Facebook. I know. Now we lost viewers. Don't come back. Don't worry. We lost my husband, too. He just took off. Where'd he go? You both are supposed to be here. Yes, this is, this is supposed to be a two for one. He got excited. <laughs> Mailbox says, oh, yeah, thanks for sending me. I'm going to wink at you and flirt with you, right, Jess? Yeah. <laughs> like that? Yeah. Like I'm good at flirting. Yes, you are. I don't know where he learned. I'm not sure. Well, good. Then you. I'm not with you guys. So you can talk about Recovery Nation appar
what what was the what was the um what was the original basis behind uh I was gonna say Sling and Hope Radio. Um, <laughs> Recovery Nation Apparel. Where Well, Jeremy and I had gotten to the point in our recovery where I think I had three years no, I think I've had like two and a half years clean at this point. And he had three or something. So we had a good amount of time under our belt. And um, we wanted to help people in our community and didn't really know how to do that. So we like had all these great ideas. Like we need, we needed a lot of things in our community at that time. We needed a treatment center, we needed a talk center. Like we had all these huge ideas and things that we actually needed for our community. We didn't know how to do those things, so we had to do baby steps. And uh, those of you who know me know that I work at a French job. I don't have job treatment or recovery. Everything that I do that's recovery related is uh, obvious. Like, it's my passion and not for profit or anything like that. So we decided to do what we know. And that would create a clothing line to raise awareness, spread hope, hopefully uh, keep people in recovery and proud of recovery. And uh, because we're seeing a lot of people here in our area, especially that are in recovery and they go back out and die. So there are a lot of reasons behind recovery and using apparel. What was like some of your eyes? Wait, are you guys twinning it right now? Yes. I did it on purpose just for you guys because I know you like the match. <laughs> and they look good. <laughs> this I'm is, so glad it's not a family show. You know what? This is probably why we haven't had Jeremy on with Ember or like we don't normally have them on with us because it just becomes a shit show. It's not even a shit show. <laughs> we had Ember on, I think we talked more personal conversation for like almost a half an hour before we actually got into whatever it was we were supposed to be talking about. So, anyways, yeah. go ahead, Jeremy. What, what what was your thoughts behind Recovery Nation Apparel? Yeah, um, she pretty much nailed it, I mean, and most of it, but to me, it, you know, it's such a an awesome way to, to network. You know, we um, we know recovery in Thingsville. Uh, we know what we have, what we don't have. Um, hope at the time, we know what we had, what we didn't have. Uh, but we didn't know really about recovery um, anywhere else. And uh, so this was our way of, of uh, connecting, you know, with, with the world and just see recovery through, uh, through the eyes of, of uh, other people, you know, in other places, uh, and we don't do that. It's been awesome. Uh, everybody, you know, recovery. There's there's a lot of things we have in common, but there's also a lot of differences, a lot of different different ways that people celebrate their recovery and things like that. Um, it's been cool to see. So, you know, networking and, and meeting people and, and just just our, our foot in the door and, and to join a community that is bigger than ourselves and, and see. Um, you know, what can we learn? Yeah. Chad wants to know where did you get the idea of the red? From Chad. 
We listen to our folk when they have sweet ideas. We, you know. we do, actually, because I really like to like blue hoodie. And uh, so I got outvoted. Chad said, hey, do gray and red. And then other people jumped on board and were like, hey, we'll do red and gray for you guys. And I'm going to get it for Chad. So congratulations, Chad. <laughs> actually, these are actually really amazing hoodies. We so, have, they're so comfortable. They do not shrink. Like, they're 100% polyester, and they we have, we don't have another hoodie that is this quality. It's amazing. So, they're, so, so those are different than the ones from your yeah, last hoodies? Nicer. Yeah, well, we'll have to get... We'll yeah, have to get Nico one because Ariana stole his pink hoodie, so... Yeah, and this is, like, way better quality. Like, it's just... It's polyester. It's just Look, so she's, like, petting herself. She's, like... I know. <laughs> so, with that... But, yeah, with, the quality is really good. With that, with that being said, you need to plug it real quick, and where can you go to get order shirts? www.org recoverynationapparel.com uh, or check out our Facebook page uh, Recovery Nation Apparel uh, we don't have these yet online what? these were our test ones we have the product we, test we, ourselves we test all of our products ourselves we run them through the, the washer the dryer uh, we wear them see how they're going to because we don't sell anything that we don't want to wear our stuff getting people excited about the sweatshirt and then we can't even order them Give us like a week or two. Yeah. I'll be out. So yeah. I, because we've had hoodies. I've got like amazing hoodies and they were gorgeous and I loved them and I washed them twice and couldn't wear them. I had to give them to Aubrey. So like that's why I test our products. So far. Because I don't want people returning that. This this builds the anticipation. But if you want, go to a go to our, our website and sign up for our newsletter and every time we release new product, uh, I send out a mass email. Um, it's got new products and everything in it. And sometimes we put discounts in there and stuff like that. So go sign up for that newsletter and we'll know exactly what it is. Um, well, I want the, I want the personal phone call and the family discount. You can already get the family discount. So I I really love the red and the gray, but now you got to flip it. You need a gray and a red. Face yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So I do have to say, you know, I still want the blue. Yeah. So I do have to say, you know, with all I don't like the color blue, so I don't really care if you make a blue one or not. Well, I like the color blue, and I want it. <laughs> we already have a gray hoodie, though, Jessica. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it fresh. Shay wants no, the gray. I I would like. Yeah, I, we already I, have a gray. Hoodie. Right, but we I love like our gray hoodie. Listen, we love our gray hoodie. It's awesome. This one's just different. That's all. Oh, it's not for a second. But I'm looking at I'm looking at a gray hoodie. With the red lettering. All right, hold on. Time out. Time out. So we really have to to make um to make this clear. And I know that Ember and I have talked about this before because I think people really <laughs> get get us uh, uh think that we're together and, and and we're not. So Recovery Nation Apparel is its own brand, and Slang and Hope Radio is its own entity too. We are not um we are not together as like one corporation <laughs> no <laughs> we are not this way um, we're not together guys 
we are not together. Um, so the 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 Recovery Nation Apparel is purchased through Recovery Nation Apparel. The T-shirts that you see for Slang and Hope Radio can only be purchased through direct messaging Slang and Hope Radio. Um, so if you want Recovery Nation Apparel, uh, apparel, you need to go to their website or their Facebook. Uh, it's actually, I think, just your website that you can purchase from. Um, yeah. Go to their website, purchase. If you want to purchase a Slang and Hope T-shirt, because that's all we sell is the T-shirt, um, you just direct message through Facebook Slang and Hope. So I just want to make that clear because I know we've had some problems in the past and I... We haven't had problems. Well, not problems, but I think there's been some confusion on yeah. where you can purchase certain items. So I just want to make that kind of clear. Because we made it clear that we are a family and we hang out and stuff so <laughs> people think that like our businesses are together. Yes. So, well, maybe our businesses should get together. We should. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should incorporate. <laughs> no, because Vince Jack will be the boss. He's bossy. He's already like you need a right now. So. Now, I want it now by the end of the show and shipped out and better be here by 10 o'clock tonight. Chad said he should get a designer discount. But, so here is, um, so here's the thing. So, you know, you guys are into this recovery stuff. You're making sweatshirts and t-shirts. You make underwear. And now you make underwear, you know. So, you make hats now. So, now you guys are millionaires. <laughs> Right? I just want I just want everybody to know that you guys are, you know, rolling in the dough because you guys make recovery apparel. Yeah. Yes. So much so that we both work full time jobs just to pay for it and I just had to take two thousand dollars out of my own money to pay for the hoodies that I wanted. So like I have a problem because I want more gear, but yeah, it all comes out of my money and I'll never get that back. And the money that we started the business with uh, came out of our bank account. We will never get that back. Uh, so I try to, we have a lot of people that are like, well, we want to start an apparel line and I'm like, don't if you want to make a living. You don't, like you can't get rich off of t-shirts and hoodies is not possible um it's our hobby it's our passion every event that we go to we pay out of pocket to go like we don't make money at events because we have our expenses you know like people who travel now like yep yeah we we do it because we love it and mm -hmm. our heart in it but every done that we make goes right back into making more hoodies we don't profit in any shirts and other people but we don't profit in any way shape or form um it's just our passion it's something yep. that we love to do that allows us to be people that have similar missions and uh that are just connected with recovery that's why we love recovery we love the people that are in recovery um, so, yeah, I make that very clear to everyone that wants to 
sell t-shirts. Like we pay fifteen thousand dollars a year for Facebook ads, and uh, if you're gonna do it the right way, like it's it's expensive. So there's there's not. Yeah, and and that's really and that's really you know obviously being sarcastic, saying that you guys are millionaires and stuff like that. But it's it's to prove a point that um, you know really ninety nine percent well hopefully ninety nine percent of people that do do this. It's more about the passion behind it, um, you know, about recovery, going out there and networking, um, spreading that hope. You know, it's not. Um, you know, you guys didn't go into this thinking, wow, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a millionaire. You know, I'm going to sell this recovery apparel and I'm going to make tons and tons of money. You knew that it was something that you were passionate about. It was about meeting, you know, people in recovery also and networking with them to continue to spread the word, continue to spread hope, you know. Um, so, you know, that was what it was, you know, the whole thing was about, you know, and I'm glad that you hit all of those points when you said that. It's, yeah. a, it's a good way for us to stay connected mm -hmm. as well to the recovery community. Um, I mean, not that we're some recovery gurus or anything, but, but we do have a lot of experience to offer, you know, and, uh, and that's, that's one of the things that, that we're told to do is to share our experience and, and Recovery Nation Apparel has given us um, a small platform, you know, to, to spread some hope and, and some awareness to get people talking about addiction and alcoholism and mental illness and, and all these things, you know, um, it, it's us just being able to do our part and get people talking about it. And I uh, you know it it takes quite a while. We're very selective on like the new terms and the new buddies do come out quality and we want them to be cool and it would be excited because um, it's really hard work for us to, to save up the money um, within recovery nation apparel to release a new product you know any new product is going to cost us an immediate a thousand dollars out of pocket and it can take us three months to to save up enough money just to spend it immediately you know so um, there's a lot of hard really yeah we're in for <laughs> but you know, it, there's a lot of hard work that, that goes into recovery nation. We, yeah. we do everything by hand, and you know, we, we run it out of our basement. We're, we're always bringing new garments in and loading and packaging everything camp up, um, with our own hand members at the post office every single day. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but but we feel like we are making a difference, yeah. and that's yeah. why we continue to do it. Well, and I and I definitely learned a lesson, you know, when I when we looked at, you know, gathering a little bit larger of an inventory for an event, um, and I said, you know, how much, you know, would some shirts cost? And you know, it, it's an eye opener when you yes. start adding the amount of shirts and then printing and then design work and things like that and when I think about um, the amount of quantity that you guys have um, compared to what I was even looking to purchase I couldn't imagine you know putting that you know that up front now I, I mean I know we're talking a lot and, about uh, I don't I don't get a discount so the uh, price that I gave you that's the price that I get them yeah 
so that's just wholesale pricing and uh yeah we're we're basically like working a second job that pays us with like Feel good. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, with that being said, actually, Ember and Jeremy, with that being said, because of Re Recovery Nation Apparel, you guys have had a lot of opportunity, though, to spread the message. Now, you guys have had, um, uh, um, like, news, sorry, it, like, wasn't coming out, right, um, like, actual TV uh, opportunities. Uh, I don't know if it, other radio stations, like bigger radio stations coming out to you or you going to them um, because of Recovery Nation Apparel. Better so not, because we're the biggest radio station in here. Because because right. of your apparel. 21.6 the net. Because of your apparel line, though, it's opened up doors for you guys on a larger scale to be able to spread the message. So uh, if you can talk a little bit about that, and then I would love to jump into um, the event that you guys are trying to, co or are coordinating um, for the beginning of next year. What are you doing? I was reading, sorry. Oh. No, mailbox, keep, mailbox says, thanks for your service. Keep mail, keep the mail going because you send it via mail. Mailbox used to be a mailman. Oh, Mailbox, I send handwritten cards all the time to Ember and her children. Uh, he says, he says, while you're sending it via mail, you're paying his pension. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, I'm at the post office every day. Yep. So you're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we have been approached, you know, we've, we've been on um, some local news channels. We've been on some bigger um, news channels telling our story and talking about Recovery Nation Apparel and sharing our experience. Um, we've been on some radio commercials, actually, for some events here in town. Uh, quite a few little, little things. You know, we get asked to speak um, on a fairly regular basis, I guess, to, to different groups um, around here and other places. Uh, yeah, it has kind of... It, it wasn't all that common, really, and I guess it still isn't uh, in our town uh, for people to really speak up and say, "Hey, this is this is what I've gone through, and I have recovered from this situation, or I am recovering from this situation." And uh, we were kind of the first people to do that, I, I guess, um, on a on, on a larger scale than you know at meetings or whatever, um, as far as to have our picture on the front page of the paper, you know, saying, hey, we used to shoot heroin. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that's what it was, you know, and, you know. and, and uh, it wasn't like a, a big thing to, to me, I don't, to us, you know, like, um, we are truly blessed to, to be alive yeah. today and we're beyond blessed with, with the blessing to receive in recovery for as home and family and, and you know, relationship. Um, it's it's just what we're meant to do. Um, so I, I don't want to give anyone the impression that, you know, oh, it's, they enjoy the, the spotlight or anything. Like, it's just been, it's been something that that we are able to do. And um, we're Well, we can't turn that stuff down anyway. Right. Like, if, if, it, if our work can, if somebody listens 
So what we say in our work can make a difference and can change the way that not only people in recovery think, but the people who are uh, are haters against the addict, you know, like that stigma, something that's inactive addiction. So yeah, but if we can change the way that anybody thinks and um, just add a little bit of positivity into this world, yeah. then that's a plus. Talk the solution. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the problem, is that's not normally what gets talked about. And especially right now with the recovery community, too, being um, kind of, uh, well, I shouldn't say kind of, it is, it's, you know, split. There's such a infighting, I guess you want to call it. There's just stupidity going on. There is. There's stupidity going on there. I guess that's that's more of the word, you know. Instead of spreading hope and love and kindness and just lifting each other up, there's so much of putting each other down um, or who's better than who or, you know, there's just all of that going on. Continuously talking you know, shit I, about one another. We just you need... You know that I solved that too? You did what? I 100% solved the issue of who's better than who and, and who's winning what fight and all that stuff. I went on and I removed everyone and removed myself from every one of those situations. And now my news feed is very peaceful and positive. I'm sure it is. It wasn't making my life, you know what I mean? Like I, who's posting what and who's where and doing what? Like. It didn't affect my life whatsoever, except in a negative manner because people were not being kind to each other. So I deleted all of it. Yeah. I deleted Well, and you know, I think yeah. I think not engaging, too, is the best yeah, solution. Yeah, we, we don't engage. We're neutral. Yeah. We're very, we're very neutral. Not engaging is huge, and um, just, I think, um, what's wrong? Sorry, Shay's like off here mumbling off to the side. Um, not engaging and um, yes, like removing those ones, especially the ones that are constantly are, you know, negative, negative, negative. Um, and I've had to do some of that too is just, you know, just get rid of them. They're not, it's not worth it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I just don't understand. It's we're all here for the same purpose, but we won't we won't get on that soapbox. I already did that earlier tonight. Um, so let's move forward. Some things are just some things are just irrelevant to your mission. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't need this, that, or the other to be able to continue to do what 
we're doing. Yeah. You know, so it just, you know, why make things harder? It's just, yeah, the good thing about us is like we recovery nation apparel isn't about those people so we can just remove them. We don't need them to keep our business going, you know? Like it's not important to us. Uh so here to stay away and get involved and if it's not about love or happiness or positivity then I don't really care anyway. Because I got into it like right after the event up the rare ones down I was saying like all the negative stuff like I did kind of get I got angry about a couple things that were posted and being done by like advocates and I had to like just step back like I'm done with this whole entire scene there are like six people that I respect and that I will follow and that I will support the other people don't matter like if I don't have a relationship with those people it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, true. And I, and I agree with you on that. I do. I, tr I truly agree. Um, yeah, with you on that. Um, I think we could talk that all night, though. I mean, there's just so much going on. But then I think... It I really don't want to. Well, no. What I think ends up happening, though, is it becomes gossip. You know? And that's, and that's the problem. And somebody, I think it was last Monday, we talked to, and I said, you know what, really what we could solve the problem with this is that we just all get rid of Facebook. People start looking at each other face to face. They get out there, they get into the rooms, they start talking <coughs> to people. And how about that? You know, we get back to basics instead of sitting here in front of a computer and good luck. Really just talking crap about each other. But that would solve the problem. It really would. Is it going to happen? No. no. It won't happen. But it won't. if someone wants to hear a solution, there's your solution. Close out your Facebook account, get off of it, get out of your house, go to the room, talk to someone face to face, start working a program, an honest program. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that will. Yeah, these will solve the problem that's going on right now within the recovery community, but no one is going to shut down their Facebook account. Away, we, we just had to step away, and now it's not causing one issue in our life. Like, it hasn't affected us in a negative way whatsoever by, like, not not caring. Yep. I laugh about it all just the time. Just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. So, talking about positive things. Why don't you talk yeah. why don't you talk about what's happening next year? I know it seems like a really long time away, but it's going to come up so fast. Um, people aren't even going to realize that it's like it's here. So, I need to hire you. You're intelligent. Can you do a mission statement? Did you just say that I'm intelligent? Yes, you are. I thought she was talking about me. Oh, just so everybody knows, when I go to Akron, Ohio, I'm stupid. Stupid. He's very stupid in Akron. Oh, my God. But when, Akron, he, when Akron. he leaves Akron, though, he's he's semi-intelligent. He's less stupid. Yeah. When I'm in Akron, I'm stupid. Just so everybody knows that. So when you bring me to Akron, I just get stupid. Jeremy and I are actually very dumb and accurate off, though. So. Yeah, we came to that conclusion, too. We're idiots. 
You don't even know what street you live on. I don't. I know how to get home. I know how to get home. With the GPS. I know how to get home. I know how to get to work first. With his Tom Tom. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got rid of the Tom Tom. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes, okay. Alright, so let's so let's talk about Oh look, Gary says he can help you with that. Gary yeah, is yeah, the okay. knower of all knowing. I I will take you up on that offer because I've never done this before and I do not know. So what's going on next year? So yeah, so why right. so why do you need a mission statement? Five minutes. We have five minutes, guys. Six. It's only eight twenty-four. No, they gotta get to bed. So six minutes. We gotta put. We gotta put the kids to bed. All right. Okay. So, um, Recovery Nation is throwing their uh, first, first ever event, and we are really excited about it. Um, Recovery Nation Community Celebration. Woo-hoo! Um. Basically, we've gone to we've gone to all these events, you know, for the last couple of years. And um, it's time to time to do ours. It's time to do it, you know, kind of our way. Take our favorite things from from all of the events to and uh, put uh, all our event education uh, to practice here. And yeah. we're really excited about it. Um, to bring bring the the spirit of, of a sweet recovery event to our hometown, you know, and, and share once again with the people in our community. No, because that's that's what it's all about. Yep. You know, so um, we're we're excited. It's going to be March twenty third, two thousand nineteen. Will be the event. We uh, got a committee together. We've had one meeting. Um, we we realized we have no idea what we're doing. So uh, <laughs> we're going to figure it out as we go. But uh, yeah, we're excited. You know, this has been this is one of those goals yep. that that we set for ourselves when we started Recovery Nation Apparel. This was one of the things that we wanted to do, um, and here we are. No, we, we, just, we set goals and we accomplished them. That's, that's what life is about, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, the other reason for this, um, James, though, like, we have our recovery, like Jeremy said. Um, we just want to let the people in our community see the things that we have seen traveling um, and meet the people that we have met and then you can say that it's world. Gary! So before you guys get off, I want to ask you, because I know that you're, you're running out of time, you got to get the kids to bed. I know this is way past Ember's bedtime. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, For your event, 
I'm not even slap happy. I'm just so beat from work today. I'm just kind of like, bleh. For your event. <laughs> Should I try it one more time? For your event. Bleh. Just, bleh. <laughs> bleh. <laughs> Can I try? For, for your event. Bleh. Stop. <laughs> for your Jeremy's event. like, Jeremy's like, just finish already. Well, I want to, but you and Ember, see Jeremy, me and you were on the same page. Ember and Shay just, they need to leave and then you we can, we can have a conversation here. <laughs> we'll be sitting in the woods next to a dirt hill <laughs> eating chips. Yeah. <laughs> so for your event though, um, you're going to, I think we talked about it, you're going to try to get a lot of the community involved where we've kind of said a lot of these other events are uh, more like a family reunion within the recovery community. And I think you guys discussed about really engaging the community. Is it, this is like a top priority for you guys, right? Like trying to get those leaders, those leaders out there. This, that, that's, that's it. Like if, if we accomplish nothing else, that is what we'll accomplish. This event is for the community, period. I mean, there, like there's, there's no other, there's nothing else. For the community, that's, that's it. for the community, by the community. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then with our recovery family though, like bringing the outsiders Sure. Like these guys. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> like these guys. Yeah. <laughs> the family. We gotta bring the family. Yeah, we, we have specific people that, yeah. that we are reaching out to and that we're trying to get here because they mean they are our family and they, they mean something to us that we want them to be a part of this, um, part of this special occasion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's about the community. This is to, to show our our community and to, to just I don't know you know to, to show oh, them yeah. their recovery does yeah yeah no I, and I just think I think that's great the community that you want to be a part of we want people to want to be a part of the recovery community you know um, we want it to be appetizing well, fantastic. I think I think that's great to hear that and to know that it's just, I mean, not that it's not great to see our recovery family and the reunions that happen, but I think that this is right. awesome that you guys are putting the effort in to really get, you know, those leaders out there, get the, get the community involved, and that that's what the push is for. Um, you know, we can always get all the recovery, um, all the recovery rappers and and everybody else out there together and have a nice picnic you know and that's fine it's great but really getting the community involved is um is the major uh accomplishment that or the major goal that needs to be accomplished um in the end yeah this is home and there's no place like home and i uh i
take some hope or take some joy, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Anything positive. Leave their feeling better than they came. That is my drink for this event. Well, awesome. Well, Jer well, well, awesome. Well, Jeremy, Ember, Recovery Nation Apparel. We are so excited, though, that you guys are able to join us. You stayed up late, like Way super late for us. Way past your guys' bedtime. So um, that is just, um, we can't thank you enough for coming on, staying up late. Ember's going to be cranky tomorrow now because she stayed up past her bedtime. I'm glad and you. I have to work eight hours, Jessica. I know. You're going to work eight hours tomorrow? I've been working eight hours. Two weeks, Jeremy. Two weeks she's worked eight hours. It's been two weeks. I don't, I don't have to comment. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, we'll talk <laughs> offline tomorrow via text. You let me know. I'll show you my text. Thank, thank you guys really for having us. Uh, me. Uh, we love you guys so much. We appreciate everything that you guys do. We, yes. Um, yeah, we, we you're our family. We appreciate you. We love you more. No, you don't. Uh, okay, we're going to bed. All right. Bye. Guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Jeremy and Ember with Recovery Nation Apparel. Go check them out. He really did just hang up on us. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, that was awesome. Um, no, seriously, if um, you're looking for um, some recovery apparel, Definitely check them out. It's recoverynationapparel.com. Dot com. And um, they do their their uh, shirts and sweatshirts and hats. And I don't think they sell their underwear online. Um, that's something that they do. That's just a gimmick. Uh, yeah, I think they have one or <laughs> two. If, gimmick, you, if you go a... out, if you go uh, to an event, they have like one or two out there, and I think you can purchase it. But anyways. Um, their quality of their their apparel is amazing. I'm telling you, like my son is rough on all of his clothes, and I don't think that there's one ripped tear or whatever. And I wore mine, my sweatshirt, over and over and over again, and I've washed it five million times, and it still looks brand new. So, um, anyway, so yeah, if you guys are interested, definitely check them out. Um, so, and they they back their product if there is something wrong with it and you have an issue definitely contact them and um you know they they back their product a hundred percent so we just can't thank them enough for coming on jeremy sharing his story talking a little bit about recovery nation apparel and then the event that's going to be coming up early mm. next year Crap. um so we have about a half an hour left oof. and what is oof for what was that for Huh? I said, what was that for? I was tired. I am tired today. Oh, stop it. He says he's tired every Monday. No, my boss kind of whooped my ass today. <laughs> so let's see here. So Terry Lynn says, thank you, Jeremy and Ember. Uh, Pam Scott says, night. Love you. Love you all. Loves you. Z I guess Z's maybe like she's going, going to, to bed. Um, we <clears throat> love you too, Pam. Pam Scott, that's where I had just gone down to um, with Illinois, spoke down there, jam played. Um, it was hot as heck. Let me know if I can help. That's Chad. Chad just had his event a few weeks ago. 
um, which I heard was uh, very successful. Let's see here. Chad gave you, I think, the little goat because you yeah. were doing the ba. So, um, outside of that, I actually wanted to touch on something, and maybe this can lead into the segment of uh, <coughs> kind of view from the other side. What's up? And that is uh, <clears throat> domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Can we can we touch a little bit on that? I know we still have, I think, what, one more week that we're going to do recovery stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to kind of jump into mental health. We're going to jump into maybe some suicide awareness. I think we can do a little bit of domestic violence. Um, you know, all of these aspects that can even tie into recovery but I think we're gonna we're gonna do this being this being the basic basis for those shows but um, you know maybe here for the last 20 minutes or so I'd like to kind of just touch on you know domestic violence and you know where we're at and what you know people I don't know if I want to say people but um, you know that it can happen to anybody right like i don't think people realize you know the what's happening the severity the severity what's happening behind closed doors that most of these women and men that it, and, and, and i'm saying men because it does happen it does happen to men also um they don't know what's happening behind closed doors because normally these the the people that it's happening to when they are you know around others they're normally the ones that seem to be the strongest right it's in the household with that person who is you know who is the one that's doing the abuse that they can't stand up for themselves right um so <clears throat> you know it's one of those things from an outsider looking in, right? It's so easy for us to say, get up, leave, call the police, do this, do that, right? Um, you know, the, uh, the part of abuse is, uh, or domestic violence or um, uh, mental abuse, whatever, you know, it's all psychological. I think that's where it starts, right? Because it's, it's like mind games, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it, I would say 90, I mean, I, I would think, and again, not an MD, not uh, a doctor, not a counselor, none of those things, um, you know, just things that I've, I've read up on and um, I've never been in a relationship where this has happened. Um, but I would, I would assume that 99% uh, of it is within a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, type relationship that this type of uh, abuse happens, a domestic violence um, abuse happens, correct? I mean, can, right. can you think of another situation that it would happen? I mean... Uh, no. So actually, you know, I'm looking down here, I'm reading something. It says, when people think of domestic abuse, they often focus, focus on domestic violence. 
but domestic abuse occurs whenever one person, oh, here's the answer, one person in an intimate relationship or marriage tries to dominate and control the other person. Domestic violence and abuse are used for one purpose and one purpose only, to gain and maintain total control over you. An abuser doesn't play fair. Abusers use fear, guilt, shame, and intimidation to wear you down and keep you under their thumb. Your abuser may also threaten you, hurt you, or hurt those around you. Um, so it answered the question. So it's an intimate relationship. So it's a hundred percent, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend. Um, girlfriend, girlfriend. Didn't I already say that? Nope. I thought I did. Um, can you see if there's any comments that are coming through instead of scrolling through your Facebook as we're? I was actually going through and and liking all of the slang and hope stuff. Oh well. Just so you know. Okay. Before you jump to conclusions. I am jumping to conclusions. because This I'm is domestic abuse. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> She's trying to take charge of me and tell me what to do. No. Um, oh, Terry says, I was abused by an ex-best friend. Yeah, it's not only physical. Um, so. Um, Emotionally, physically, mentally. Yeah. <clears throat> um trying to think here because uh, I had a point that I wanted to make um, so yeah so the thing that I am that I was reading earlier today did go into you know men are also abused especially verbally and emotionally the bottom line is that abusers behavior is never acceptable whether it's coming from a man a woman a teenager an older you know adult um, you deserve to feel valued, respected, and safe. And so, and that's that's the biggest point, right? Is that when this does happen, the I think the first thing is right is that um, your self value drops, right? You are no longer um, your self worth. There, there is none, right? You've been belittled. You've been um, you know, taken down to the, probably the lowest level of who you are. Um, and then uh, the next step is, you know, I would think possibly, you know, safety. You know, depending on how the, even if it's just a, a mental abuse, right? There's still a factor of not feeling safe, right? Because if the threats are that I will harm you, even though they may have never ever physically put hands on you, that's still that, rea that, that vision or that threat itself feels like reality, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I mean, it's just, and I'm just bringing this up, I mean, I'm, I'm, just exploring other topics here. Um, I don't know if anybody has any comments about domestic violence or domestic abuse. Um, I am, Shay's not really helping me I, out I, here. <laughs> I don't know how to help um, you out on this. Here. 
I mean, do you want my you want my personal yeah, opinion? Yeah, why don't you give a personal opinion here? I don't really have one except for the fact that it's... I don't even know where to go with it because I have a feeling that, like, I'm going to say something that is pertaining to something that we're dealing with. I don't even know why you had to say that. Well, that's what I mean, like... All right. So, here. These are kind of signs it says. Are you in an abusive relationship? And I'm just going to go through this again. I'm just, um, we're just looking at other things here. So your inner thoughts and feelings. Do you feel afraid of your partner um, much of the time? Avoid certain topics out of fear or anger or, or angering your partner. Feel that you can't do anything right for your partner. Believe that you deserve to be hurt or mistreated. Wonder if you're the one who's crazy feel emotionally numb or helpless and then it says does your partner humiliate you or yell at you criticize you and put you down treat you so badly that you're embarrassed for your friends or family to see you ignore or put you down for your opinions or accomplishments blame you for their own abusive behaviors see you as property or a sex object rather than a person and then violent behaviors or threats. Does your partner have a bad or unacceptable temper, hurt you or threaten to um, kill you, threaten to take your children away or harm them, threaten to commit suicide if you leave, force you to have sex, destroy your belongings. I mean, even just reading through these, right? I mean, these, you would think, right? Think in a rational state sitting here when I read through these, I'm going, God, how could anybody stay in a situation like this, in a relationship like this? And right, it's so easy to make those, those, um, it's so easy for me to say, get to out. say, looking from the outside, looking in, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and, and it's not that easy. Some people are stuck because of what? Financials. Or they feel like they're stuck because of what? Financials. Um, they may feel like they're stuck because of uh, marriage or kid situation. Maybe they don't have, maybe that person is, uh, maybe, you know, husband wife situations I've heard of, you know, where the wife doesn't work. So, you know, the husband takes care of everything. Um, especially in a, obviously in an abusive relationship where there is physical harm, you know, uh, fearing for their life if they were to get up and leave, um, and for, you know, for me or for you or for someone else that's looking in, we're like, just leave, get up, just go. It's like telling the addict or the alcoholic, right? Put down the drink. Put down the drug. I mean, do we think it's that simple? Um, uh, <laughs> this article that I'm reading, you know, goes all the way into sexual abuse, um, which is a whole nother. I mean, I went, I read it, and I was actually... A little I mean I was really disgusted by that I mean I just I couldn't even imagine being in a relationship um, where 
especially a marriage where I was forced to do some of these things that I was reading um, that these these men I mean in the cases that I was reading it was a husband and wife situation the men was the was the abuser and it was sexual abuse and I just I just couldn't imagine being a woman in that situation and having to do the things and being forced to do the things that these men were accused of doing to their partner, to their, their wife. Um, and it's not uncommon. I mean, this is definitely something that happens like all the time. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it, and then when you look at what they say is the, you know, the, I don't want to call it the lightest, but like the, the minimal side of, of abuse, you know, to the, the maximum side, I guess you have like your emotional abuse, right? Mm -hmm. Where it may just be verbal and, you know, the, it's the yelling, it's the name calling, blaming, shaming, isolation, um, you know, some of the controlling, all of those things is still a part of abuse. It's that emotional, it's still a controlling behavior. Um, and that's like your minimal. And who wants to live that way? Right? And is there really an answer out there? Does I mean, can... Is it, it, is it like recovery? Is so it like recovery though? So is, is is there a rock bottom that you hit? Well, of course there is, but unfortunately, ninety percent of the time, the rock bottom is, um, you know, it's going to be death or or severe uh, injury. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's the same it's the same thing as a parent with a loved one that um, is an addict or an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing. So we can make we can make all the the not not assumptions, but you know we can we can continue continue to say just leave, just grab some stuff and go, mm -hmm. right? But we do the same thing to an alcoholic and an addict all the time. Yeah. We tell we tell the loved one of an addict or an alcoholic, you have to stop. You have to put your foot down. You have to stop giving money. You have to stop allowing them to come back home. You have to do that tough love mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's the exact same thing. If they're not willing to do those things, then that it, there's nothing there's nothing we can do and like Rebecca says my BFF has never hit her I'm assuming that means that bottom come close she stays because of financial I think there's probably a lot of women or men or you know uh, uh, boyfriend boyfriend girlfriend girlfriend depending on what side it is that do stay for that uh, Terry Lynn says the loss of their self self-esteem and that's where that emotional I think where it starts that way and you you keep breaking down that person until they get to that point where the abuser then um, is able to take complete control of that person 
Um, so, you know, they become so afraid to do anything. Right. You know, and then also, I think there's a point, especially in a married, in a, in a marriage, right, that who wants a failed marriage? Especially when you're portraying, when you're portraying such a happy um, household, right? Everything from the outside looks so great. And then if you go and you do, or you do, you know, you leave and, um, you know, your big, your big dark secret is now told, right? And you leave your husband or you leave your wife or whatever it might be. And now your big dark secret is, is told and you have quote unquote what people see as a failed marriage and you, you know, you should have been able to work it out or it wasn't that bad or whatever it might be. You know, I think sometimes there's a lot of, there's a lot of judgment too. You know, so now you've got it coming from both ends. And I mean, I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I'm just, that's just an assumption. Um, let me see if there's any comments that came through. Um, I had my head smashed in the car door, pushed down and kicked by my ex, but I stayed because of my self-esteem. Self but thank God I got clean and realized my worth. Right, and that's some of the issues that has to be addressed. Mm -hmm. What? And, it, and I'm not... And I'm not trying to point fingers, right? What is the breaking point to where you you finally get to look at yourself and go, okay, where am I going wrong, right? And and that doesn't mean that you're getting down on yourself, like I could be a better person, this, that, and another thing. A lot of us... Um, put ourselves in those situations because of our addiction where we allow those things to happen and then just like she says when she got clean she realized her worth and said enough is enough and I'm done with this situation mm -hmm. I don't ever want to say like you need to look at yourself and say or ask yourself, where am I going wrong and why am I being physically, emotionally, or sexually abused? Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is is we, we kind of have to look at ourselves and say, what am I doing to put myself in this position? On the, on the person that's being abused? Yeah. Okay. If that makes any sense. I don't know. It almost sounds like you're kind of blaming the person being abused. No, that's not. That's not. Maybe I'm just taking it wrong. I'm basically saying the same thing Gracie just said. Okay. But I, I stayed. I, just, I stayed I because of my self-esteem. But thank God I got clean and realized my worth. Okay. Like, where is your self-esteem at? Well, normal. In this, in this, and what, and look at why your self-esteem is there, maybe. Well, normally it's there because of the abuser. I mean, that's, everything that I've read falls into that category. 
it's normally there because of the abuser. Now, I just, I didn't see this earlier, but I just read this. It says abusers are able to control their behavior. They do it all the time. And there's two things that I want to read. <clears throat> abusers are able to stop their abusive behavior when it benefits them. Most abusers are not out of control. In fact, they are able to immediately stop their abusive behavior when it's to their advantage to do so. For example, when the police show up or their boss calls, they're able to just cut it off. You know, not like somebody when they're out of control drinking or, or you know, drugging. You know, you can't stop it. it. It is what it is. Violent abusers usually direct their blows where they won't show. Rather than acting out in mindless rage, Many physical violent abusers carefully aim their kicks and punches where the bruises and marks won't show. Wow. They are in such, they are in such a um, mindset that they can say, you know, I'm not going to hit them here or punch them or kick them here because someone's going to see it. I mean, that just floors me. Just floors me. Well, I think with that being said, I know it's a short segment on it. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, I think at some point we will definitely elaborate on this. I'm going to do a lot more research on domestic violence. I know there is a month. I have not, um, I have not done that much um, work into it. But... I do want to put this out for anybody who is still on the live. The National Domestic Violence Hotline. Please listen. It's 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. I'm going to repeat it one more time. one 800 799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. That is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, <clears throat> so October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Awesome. October. I will be doing then uh, more research and we will be doing some segments on domestic violence. So, Perfect. again, it was a quick just jump into it. Um, we will be doing a little bit more of these short little segments, um, using them kind of in the view from the other side. Um, yep. So, that was that. What do we have coming up? We have Joe Thank Turner. Thank you, Terry, for posting that too. We have Joe Turner next Monday. Gracie, thank you for putting that out there. And um, if anybody was triggered by Gracie's story, please reach out. Um, you know, we, we do tell, people do tell their stories and it helps them, you know, um, with their own, whatever's going, in, you know, going on inside for them. Um, and for anybody else, sometimes just hearing that story, regardless if it's kind of getting into those dark places, it may help them. Now, yes, it may trigger for some other people, but if it did do that, please, please reach out to someone that you would normally talk to. 
If not, you can reach out to us, direct message me on Slang and Hope, and I, again, can only give suggestions or just be an ear to listen to, uh, or, or to, to listen. Um, so yes, uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you for the live video topics. Doesn't get yes, no, Gracie, and we will be doing more uh, on this topic. It definitely needs to be talked about. Um, so. With that being said, what do we have got going on next? Next, uh, Joe next Turner. Joe Turner. And who is Joe Turner? Joe Turner. Um, he is who? Mr. Joe Turner. Let me give you a little bit of background here. Really quickly, because we are down to one minute on twenty-one point six. The net. Yeah, as soon as my phone starts working. Well, he's Recovery Coffee, right? He's also Recovery Coffee. Um. But he is also upcoming events. He is also um, the founder of Recovery Warriors. Um, he is a recovering addict. 